gentlemen. It's another episode of Something for the People. I am your venerable host, Be Smooth. And today, my excellent, illustrious, and controversial, in some circles, guest, Lee Ski Lee. Now, normally we do, like, full biographical sketches when I do this, but we're not going to do that this time. Lee Ski Lee, can you give us your elevated speech bio so we can, before we get into it? Alright, um, you want me to get my real name or it's okay? Yeah, it's okay. Lee Ski Lee. Alright, Lee Ski Lee is what it will be for this. <laughs> um, born and raised in Chicago. Um, I don't like to tell people what side of town, if you know, you know. That's that simple. Um, Catholic high school. Catholic elementary school. Catholic university. I, I, I can know unmolested. Never got, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, used to work a lot with, did a lot, still, and work with children, care about them to the utmost because that is where we, that's where our energy should be, not our own failures, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's that's really at the end of the day, I'm about the people. Anything else is detail oriented that if you don't know me already, you might have to pay to find out. <laughs> All right, so. Like I said, we're not gonna do the whole biographical sketch. We're gonna work. We're gonna worry about the present and the future. But some people tend to, uh, you know, like like my old quote from Mike Dick: "Cowards and losers live in the past." Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the present. So my first uh, question, Leesky, is uh, uh, you're in the city of Chicago. What do you think about the city right now, today, presently? Um. Presently, I think Chicago is in a very, very, very ugly but beautiful state. It's it's conflicting because the turnaround we're seeing with new, with this current administration, because we have to realize when you know our current mayor was elected, there was a system that was already in place for years that was already destroying the city. Mm -hmm. um, the Daily Family is one of the most. Uh, I don't even have anything positive or anything that constructive to say about that entire lineage of people. Let's look at that in and of itself because that's why we are where we are right now. They, the history does not excuse what's going on in the present. History should let you know that nothing has changed. That's the problem with Chicago in a, in a nutshell. Um, but the beauty in that is with new things become new ideas, some may be successful, some may not. At the end of the day, as long as people are looking for new ways, innovative ways more in particular, to make things easier for us here, you know what I mean? Because when I say us, I mean just the citizens that really are contributing, not those who are taken away from the system. And that's where we have our biggest issue. Chicago is a city of the have and the have-nots, and the have-nots have historically been given a lot of uh, leeway by some of our black people. And unfortunately, fuck the have-nots because they do not want to work for anything, not even themselves. That is Chicago's problem. We have selfishness fighting selflessness and selfishness has to go. So you spoke on uh, black Chicago. So historically, you know, Harlem has been like the artistic capital of black America going back to the Harlem Renaissance, but like the political, the activists, and just like the whole energy of black America has been in Chicago. Where black Chicago goes is where black America goes. Exactly. So where do you see 
presently? Where do you see Black Chicago? Black Chicago um, needs a detox. Mm-hmm. Um, we have people abusing marijuana who don't need it. We got people abusing the bottle who don't need it. We got people on pills, uh, all type of uh, dog food messing people up. Um, you know, cocaine's always been around. Crack has been, you know, we were born during the crack era, so you know, you know how it was when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. And things have, whether people want to believe it or not, things are drastically better in comparison based on what, um, on based on what we're seeing because it was way worse when we were younger. Yeah, I can, I can buy a starter jacket now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like symbolism against you smoke. So it's like you couldn't wear a certain team. You might thought it was fresh, but because a whole group of people thought said that that was their team for their particular organization, if you wore a, a, a said team and weren't a part of that organization, that was your ass. Yeah, this is, uh, it was a certain a big Georgetown Hoya fan, fans in Chicago who never stepped foot in D.C. Never been there. <laughs> You know, and it's all that symbolism is really at the end of the, is really what was at the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. Too much, I don't know myself, but I'm gonna go take from someone else and say that's mine. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I'm not trying to be rude, but can you repeat that question because I, you know, that oh, shit that okay. I get furious, man. You know how <laughs> I get about that, man. Is <laughs> this about like where's Black Chicago? Oh, right now. Today? Okay, okay. Let me bring it. I can bring it back around now because that stuff, <laughs> that PTSD or something. No, people don't get what you go through. It's like you lose track because of what you went through. And today, because of going through so much, seeing so much, and you don't have to be in the street for this shit to affect you. Excuse my language. You don't have to do that. No, this, this, is, this is unfiltered. I don't have sponsors yet. So oh, no, I, I, I understand, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I, I, I'm working on that myself when I speak on certain things. Um, but the, the, the biggest issue today is parenting. Mm-hmm. Lack thereof. We can talk about drugs, we can talk about guns, talk about all that stuff, but really it's parenting, it's mental illness, I take that back. It all starts with mental illness. Mm-hmm. That's Chicago's that needs to be work, needs to work on. I, I, I can speak on that personally, having my own battles with it. You know what I'm saying? And our biggest biggest plight is we don't want to accept help, and we also don't like asking for it. And then when people are willing to assist, we'll deny it. But then when we need it for real. They can't be there anymore because when they were there to help, to help us, to save us, or whatever the case may be, you know, it was a limited time offer, and we and we missed our and the coupon expired, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the issue with current Chicago, uh, Black Chicago in particular. But you see it in the white homes too. This is no different than anywhere. Everywhere, everybody had the same problems. The issue is more people that are considered black are they love to showcase their issues they want attention so much that they'll let the world see how messed up they are mentally emotionally spiritually just for some damn likes if your mother or father didn't spend time with you growing up i'm sorry for that but at the end of the day the only attention you should receive is from being you not from showing you you're exposing yourself, not just how you dress and all that, your activities. What type of loser calls himself a gangster then put it on the fucking internet, man? Mm-hmm. Help me understand that. These children putting these guns like, yeah, I'm tough, I'm tough. I guarantee you if any one of these little guys came down this basement one-on-one, I'd mop his ass. But that's the problem. They need love, man. Not, not somebody beating the shit out of them. Because society has already beat the shit out before they were born. They were born hated. And until the black man is respected in the sense of standing up as one, 
Ain't no woman go bow down to them. And that's our problem, man. Men don't stand this men because we're too busy trying to please our boys. Actually, I'm not going to say that word, but you know where I'm going with it. It's a lot of very interesting behavior that makes one question whether homosexuality is really involved within all these peer circles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's kind of like, why do I feel so connected to these men? Quote, unquote. I put quotes around that because nine times out of ten, if you're from here, Men don't stay around too long. And if they are around, they ain't hiding. What? They ain't got time for y'all. Y'all still on little child shit. And that's that's what we have to look at, man. Parenting, mental illness, and maturity. Where where there has been no we don't have a rites of passage to show that we're adulthood, because college is not it. It's not for us. School was a means to get money. It wasn't a means to advance. That's why the black community by and large, not just in Chicago, is in shambles. They value money over their own ability. Oh, so-and-so got to pay me this. No disrespect, my guy or my sister. But what have you done in your life to make anybody think that you were valuable? Because all, all you've done was hang around your friends and dance and, and, and take pictures over the years in random-ass places, shade dark spots. That, that just shows that you were out here wasting your time and hours by claiming you were black. We gotta get rid of some of these people, man. It should be, we should be, if you're gonna be black, know, know your history. Because if you knew your history, you wouldn't be so fucking stupid out here. I'm sick and tired of these little ass girls masquerading as women, having children with niggas who ain't shit, who claim to be men because they have a gun and a couple of dollars in their pocket. But when you ask them to do something to take some real fortitude or thought, they can't even fucking pass the bar. So, black Chicago is only a microcosm of white supremacy that black people allow in their lives. When you accept something as you and you did not create it, it is you. Where did we become black? Who told you you were black? Who told you you were African American? Who told you you were any of these things? They did. I'm John. On some real shit. But when you're talking to me in, 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 in the personal setting, that's what you're getting. Even though you talk to me outside of that setting, you're getting me. But the difference is I have to be very cognizant of who I'm speaking to, how I'm speaking to them, and what they're on. Because I'm one of them people, if I get the energy wrong now, if I sense you want some BS, you lucky I love peace. Okay, so let's uh, so go back because you gave us a lot right there. So, I had to. So, <laughs> so it, it, was three, it was three pieces that, that I got that I really got from the mental mental health, the uh, parenting, and uh, this black manhood. Yeah. So we so we're gonna, so gonna start with the uh, gonna go in order. So we're gonna start. What do you feel like the uh, the attention or the lack of attention to mental health like stems from? It stems from lack of accountability, mm-hmm. and that's rampant within our community. Um, it starts with your parents. That's why I say parenting goes to, into mental health. Yeah, so it's kind of linking together. Yeah, so. it all links together. So if your mama or your father never been, never held themselves accountable for their mistakes, the world has never held them accountable. Their friends and peers never spoke up on what they've done to act, you know to let them know that this is how it affects us or whatever the case may be. If that's how they're living, and then you're raised by people who aren't accountable, what makes you think that you understand what accountability is? 
So parenting goes a long way with the, with, with all this with mental health. But mental health start, uh, mental health's biggest clutch, I mean crutch, outside of accountability, is the past. Because so many people run to the narrative of post-traumatic slave disorder and all that, right? And I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is, if we know it exists and people aren't doing shit about it, how can we complain about people who don't want to fix their own problems? Mm-hmm. How can we even look at help? How can you look to help someone who? How can I put help you make you walk up the stairs right right now? You being a grown adult male man. How can I just say, all right, Brad, I'm about to make you walk up these stairs. If you don't want to walk up those damn stairs, you ain't walking. Mm-hmm. So people like to live in the basement, the proverbial basement of life. Why do you think I did it? Symbolically. I stay upstairs in this house. I moved to the basement. Why? Because the lowest forms of life are the ones that everybody loves to be around. People love to be around the motherfucker who ain't shit. People love to be around the bro who can't do nothing but suck dick and fuck all the time. But ha- and have fun and take pictures in the club and take pictures with random niggas and try to fuck on the niggas that they think is famous and gonna help them and get some all these fucking attention seeking ass people, man. So what do you think like this uh this urge for attention? What what does that stem from? Um the world. Lack of validation. Um I can say this. If your parents don't validate you as an adult. Don't talk about me. Don't talk to me about you a man. Don't talk to me about your manhood. Please don't. Because last I checked, man, my mother validates my manhood and my father validates it. So my parents who came together brought me here and they say I'm a man. I don't give a fuck what nobody else has to say. That's all it's about. It's validation, man. It's, and it's sad because if our parents don't validate us, let's say they do. Some people go out into the world have this, this this very big chip on their shoulder because their mother and their father said they shit. But they'll meet somebody that doesn't agree with what their parents say and they'll listen to that person in the world and not the people that created them. So if I came, if you came out of me and I tell you you that, because I'm that, I understand that's what you are. So if you meet Joe Blow down the street and he's telling you you're not that and he don't know shit about you, why are you listening? We let things that are not even negative to us distract us. Yeah, so, you know, I come from, like, the corporate world and uh, academia, and it's, it's both realms of uh, society where you look for, like, validation. Like, in corporate world, you look for, you know, getting that promotion, getting that uh, getting that office with the window that you can see. Right. The rest of downtown, if you in any kind of metropolitan area that you're living in. Mm-hmm. In academia, it's all about, you know, getting published and uh, getting published by the right presses mm-hmm. and getting the uh, right reviews by the right professors and working at the right universities and mm-hmm. whatever whatever that means and getting always validation. So where do you, with that, how is, how is society made, you know, especially, you know, young black people look for validation from outside sources? Like especially with the explosion of uh, social media and like people like I have so and so many followers on Instagram. I have so so many followers on Facebook, on Twitter, or so many people subscribe to me on YouTube. And people have made careers out of seeking validation, and because they they get validation, they're now termed like influencers. They influence other people to look for validation. How do you think this cycle? Like began, and is there a way that we can like stop it? 
I think the cycle began <clears throat> the minute the minute we stopped looking at spirit. And I'm not big on church. Religion to me is the business of justification. Mm-hmm. But I do respect all spiritual walks of life. And the problem is people aren't solid in their spirituality. And it has nothing to do with buying into a particular group or, uh, I guess, um, accepting a particular ideology as your own. It just means that you have not grown to be close to yourself. Because it's all about learning you. That's what the spirit, you are your own spirit. I'm my own spirit. We are spirit and flesh. So if I don't understand that or get that, anything else is going to be, is going to fall on deaf ears. So you remember when we, we was, we were one of the original people on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We was the originators of Facebook. We was, one, uh, we was one of the first schools on there. We was going to college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you remember how that was. And it, for us, it was jokes. We were on there roasting each other, talking shit about cracking jokes all day long and laughing. Hell, I remember one time my ass was so damn crazy. I took a picture with one of the homies' girlfriends coat on in her dorm room and made it my profile picture just to piss him off. That's some trolling ass shit. That's like the hating, that's like hate, 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 hate. I think Silky Johnson owes me an award for that one. <laughs> Straight up. Shout out to Daisy. Yes, yes. So it's like, that's what I, it all it, it was that but then myspace and then they start allowing people who weren't really who don't receive love at home to get them sign up i'm on facebook and i'm seeing kids i know 13 14 years old saying they're 21 on facebook with damn profiles and i'm like now i know parenting went out the window because half these motherfuckers ain't watching their children mm-hmm. if you know what your child is doing they wouldn't be on facebook well you do now that like the, the explosion of social media and the the need for like instant validation is something. It was from the like Mark Zuckerberg's ethos, right? You know, because he created it not to you know connect people. It was just it, he became a billionaire by accident, almost yeah. um, apparently because he was just wanting to rape women because he was by all accounts he was a creepy guy on, at Harvard's campus. Mm-hmm. Women didn't like because well he does look like a very creepy young man. I see it. <laughs> I see it. Mm-hmm. I see it a hundred percent. That's the messed up part. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know how to comment on this without saying something that's a little too. I'm not being, being PC. Mm-hmm. No. So just, just, just speak how you speak what you know. What, 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 what they call that? Speaking your truth. So I want you to repeat, repeat that one more time, so I can get. So I, I know how. I know what I want to say. I just didn't realize how I said it. That's that's like with the creation of Facebook, mm-hmm. man. Mark Zuckerberg, who was uh, very socially awkward right. creepy, as some like people would say, and he created to rape women and try to get with women, and uh, basically he created to to get validation. Right. And like, how how do you think that that has played into like the ethos of other people thinking like that his that oh. he's used his uh, his own internal like insecurities and like. That's what it is. And spread them. That's life. That's life. You have to look at the source of everything. Like, no disrespect to the Zulu nation. If African Bambada was a pedophile, fuck the Zulu nation if he started it. Straight up. No disrespect to anybody that's involved with them. But if the originator is a fraud, you have to throw the whole thing away and, re- and rename and rebrand. Because you do not want that energy attached to your shit. 
That's 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 it's just that simple. Mark Zuckerberg's mental illness became everyone else's because he created Facebook. People that were looking for other people because they could not find it in themselves. It's sorry. Lame ass people. It's a lot of motherfuckers to this day. I used to have a lot of love for I'm gonna take that back. I always loved them. But if I don't like you, you better keep your ass distant from me. And it's a lot of motherfuckers I don't like because of that validation shit. Because if you can't validate yourself one-on-one, take your weak ass on somewhere, motherfucker. Because you playing the game, you ain't going to win with me. That's where we at right now in the world. Because that, sh- that validation shit, we are losing our minds trying to seek other people's attention. That's sad. Girls' stomachs all the form because they don't believe in working out. Then they go throw a fucking bag in their ass and their chest. And all of a sudden, they're supposed to be bad. Bitch, you ugly. I'll tell you that to your face. Mm-hmm. And the bitch you came out of, she okay with you acting like that? She uglier. And the nigga that it popped at her, if he wasn't around, he a bitch. The end. That's the problem. We don't call people out for who they are. We validate them. If you were lame, you were lame. That's simple. There's a certain particular group of people, a sorority in particular, I just feel like this. I got a quote. I'm a homie right. I wrote it down. I want you to hear this. And you might disagree. You might agree. I'm pretty sure you don't understand where I'm coming from. So a lot of people will because our issue is validation. People join fraternities, sororities for validation, but they don't build shit off of that, man. That's a platform. Do something with it. Look at all these fucking members. I don't see y'all in the neighborhoods helping clean up. Y'all go to work. Y'all come home. Y'all drink together. Y'all take pictures together. And that's it. But you claim up and down your community organization. Fuck out of here. So let me find my quote. Because this is something that I don't, I don't want to be missed. I said, blank, blank, blank is a group for bitter women who wish they were the fathers their mothers couldn't be. That type of validation is what our problem is. Instead of looking at who we are, become a stronger you. Stop trying to be that nigga over there or that woman or that bitch over there. Because at the end of the day, if it's not a woman or a man you're trying to be like, you're imitating the problem. We got to call people out for who they are. Every man is not a nigga and every bitch is not a woman. Okay, so speaking on that, speaking on like on that validation thing, and you, you talk about like parents not giving that validation so we can kind of easily transition to like parenting and problems that you see that has affected uh, the black community, you right. know, not just in Chicago, but you know, uh, nationally. I, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't venture to uh, internationally there. <laughs> right. So how, how do you, how do you see the problems of parenting, like going off validation and other aspects of parenting that you see are negatively affecting like the development mm. and the growth of uh, of community. Um, if you've never had something before, how do you even know what it is? Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, so the problem is the lack of parenting has been wrong from jump. You are mimicking this, the problem. See, if I chain you up, I make you do this work. I don't teach you anything. But while after you're done doing this work, I let you have your break. But your break consists of watching what I do. And you can see all my dysfunction and think it's normal. Okay, that's how I'm supposed to act because I'm around him. And he's doing this. 
and because I'm not allowed to do what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to do what he does. Mm-hmm. That's slavery, right? Mm-hmm. So our problem is most of our issues stem from mimicking an issue. We live in a country where we highlight the fucked up people and make them the stars of the show, and then we wonder why things stay fucked up. How's your role model, your, I guess, your, pub, your, your, your most successful public figures, a bunch of whole-ass niggas? Help me understand that. Like, people I sit in the room with, I'm not going to do anything physical because love is love, man. I ain't with that shit. But at the same time, we have to be honest about this. If you've done these negative things and then you turn around years later and start giving back, it doesn't take away from the fact that you were a shithead when you started. So what makes you think I think you changed now? Mm-hmm. So it goes back to that same thing with parenting. If we are not aware of something, how can we know what it is? Mm-hmm. Too many people are having children without even healing the fucking child that they have within themselves. All these childhood wounds. Motherfuckers need to go, on, need to go victories or heart or something. <laughs> Straight up. Y'all get too many people walk around here, pain, hurting. I see it in your picture. You smiling, cheesing, hard in the mug. But I don't see no soul there, boo. Pretty smile with no soul. I mean, that's all you is is a dark hole. I don't want no problems with you. So do you feel like like this soullessness, like it's like kind of like a almost what they what they would call a generational curse that's passed down? I would say the soullessness it's hereditary, mm-hmm. <laughs> straight up, and I'm starting to see that. Some people can find themselves and regain that, but others, they, their, their genes are so beat up. That's just who they are. Mm-hmm. You, ever, you ever notice that some people? You ever notice that a person that can does they do right? Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers can't do, bro. They can't do. They can't because anytime you, if you can't follow directions. That was the worst thing about freedom. <laughs> they thought that I could do whatever I want to do. Like, no, they're still structured. Niggas don't get it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the that's the end all be all with that. Do you think that there that people have the capacity to like overcome sort of uh, deficiencies? Yes. Or or, or past actions. Like, yes. You know, like if I'm like like if I murdered someone, but mm-hmm. like I can't change the fact that I murdered them. But can I, can I change, like, the, what was it, whatever was inside of me that caused me to commit that action? Um, since you can't give back, we can't, something you can't take, because you can't give it back. Um, but anybody that has committed said action, act, so to speak, there must be some type of healing process after that, because not only did you traumatize a family, you, you took a life, you also fucked yourself over because when you shoot someone who looks like you, you just killing what you hate about yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what it, and that and that's why things are the way that they are. So would you say that you know a lot of like because Chicago it said like um, it said seven hundred murders mm-hmm. this year, which is there Chicago is kind of abnormal against like major metropolitan cities like New York and Los Angeles they're much lower than what they were in the 90s. Right. But Chicago is actually trending closer. They're not, they're, they'll probably never reach what they were in the 90s because then, oh, they still you know, have Yeah. <laughs> and it's just that, uh, it's, it's just a different time. But 
we're abnormal. So, you know, Baltimore is still kind of abnormal, where major metropolitan cities are, like, violent crime is decreasing, yeah. which happened after, you know, the, uh, the roaring 90s, which I like to almost uh, have, like, a trend to the roaring 20s. They kind of uh, left, you know, America kind of blinded to what was really going on. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the economy was too good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when the economy's good, you don't realize that, you know, things are going bad. Yeah. There's, there's something going on behind closed doors. You don't know nothing about So when the shit hit the fan, you ain't, it ain't going to be a pretty smell. Yeah. So do you think, like, going back to the original question of that, like, it's, a, it's an internalized kind of, like, you know, I hate myself, so I'm going to take that out on the world, and that's, you know, because a lot of the, like, lot of violence, nobody understands me. Yeah, a lot of the violence here, like, people think of, like, like drugs or gangs, it's more of, like, you know, like, interpersonal conflict mm-hmm. that continues with, you know, people, mm-hmm. you know. So, I, yeah, I, 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 I think the, um, I know think I know that the 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 to be honest I got edit this part but um the it, it's it's a it's a it's more of a nobody understands me nobody cares I'm gonna give you an example I'm and somebody you know what I'm saying I know personally mm-hmm. so um raised single parent household um not much nurturing growing up very bad temper because they would never show much love. So, whenever I'm around said individual, I do my best to show love because I love them that much. You know what I'm saying? Like I love everybody. When I'm, when I'm around, I do my best to show love, but some people aren't open to it. So you're not open to it. I can't give you something you aren't willing to receive. But if you try to take from me, it's not gonna be that. Um, but long story short, when you so when you come from those back those situations and then you're always put in adverse um, like uh, scenarios, i.e., that parent in the household not showing you love, constantly ridiculing you. And let's say you have a sibling and your sibling is the one the parent shows the more attention to. Mm-hmm. And you so need a, that. A, a boys in the hood situation. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I always say that the biggest villain in that film was the mother. She was the worst person in the damn movie, by far. <laughs> She, she she indirectly caused the murders. Yep, she was, and that's the problem. We don't we don't want to say that the black community is fucked up because we don't hold women accountable. Men go to jail, they get killed. Women fuck, have babies, and roam scot free. If they need section eight or fucking link, they get it because it's meant for them. Because if they have that, they don't think they need us. As we've seen, when these boys start acting crazy, it's all my baby, my baby. But what about the nigga you laid up with? <laughs> that's you know, the that's the reality of it. It reminded me of like I don't know. It was like from like like black conservative. He was like going off on like like single mothers. You know, it's like like a lot of it was garbage. But then it was this one part. It was just like I don't know. I don't want to laugh because it, it's not funny. But he was just like, well, you know, you always laughing about you know your your baby getting shot. It was like where's his daddy? Oh, I forgot. You he left. I was just like, okay, hey, man, I try to lie, but that shit true. <laughs> yeah, but the way he said it, it was just like, it was very comedic, so I was just laughing. But I was just like, it was like one of those things where you like laugh and then you're like, oh, no, 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 you are, you, you are, you are bad, man. You are bad, man. Terrible, man. <laughs> but, um, 
I think we should definitely get a little bit off.
So if I have that going on and you have this going on and this is getting in the way of that and that is benefiting everybody, including you, but this is about you. And so you want everything to focus on this because it's only about you. If I see you again, don't be surprised if I give you a big boot and a leg drop. Shout out to uh, Cherry Belair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't be mad. Famous racist. Hey, man. Some of, my, some of the greatest entertainers in my lifetime don't like what I look like because they ain't me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so look at me. They, what did they say? I was always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, D, D said he had the skin of a hot dog and the... Uh, she said he had the skin of a hot dog and the hair and the silken hair of a Chinaman. That's exactly what she said. I was racist as fuck, right? But at the same time, why are you tanning so much and you hate niggas? Mm. Help me understand that. Why are, you, why are people doing all these different things to be something that they hate? And then the people that they want to be like hate themselves so much that they even try to go be like the people that hate them. All these mentally ill motherfuckers running around here. You got the Huxtable family that don't even realize that the MacArthur's down the street will fucking bomb their house if it was legal. Mm-hmm. And you think you're on the same team as them. Don't even know. They don't fuck with you. Because at the end of the day, you can't play the same ball game they do. You're not smart enough. Because if you were smart, you wouldn't be interacting with them like you do. Mm-hmm. They, know, they know that. That's the issue. We have too many people who are still children. That's everything now. That's my ask for everything. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. That's something I tell people. Grow up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, like, moving from the uh, black family. So, the thing that you talked like, the third point that you made previously was about manhood. So, where do you see black manhood currently? Because we'll, we'll go back to family. Man. It's so bad mm-hmm. that men I used to view as men disappoint me. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Our dick is not our validation, homie. Mm-hmm. That's for them. They need that inside of them. You don't need to put that inside of them. Because if she's taking from you every time you go inside of her, don't think you win. Because she can be taking you for 18 years or she can be taking you to the clinic. It don't matter. Keep your dick in your pants and use some sense. Because if you stop giving them dick, then guess what? They got to get their act together. You keep giving them what they want, they ain't got to do nothing. That's our issue with men. Men use sex as an escape because they're too fucking stupid to think. Read a book, my guy. Go go step, go pick up a, a vocabulary book from a fifth grade and go learn those words. Yeah, you might think you look like a fool, but I guarantee you in about three to four months, if you keep working at it, you'll be smarter than the niggas you hang around. And once you realize you're smarter than them, they ain't going to want to be around you because you're dangerous. Because they don't know what you're capable of. Our manhood should not be attached to our penis, man. The man that knows is the man that goes. Not the man that hoes. Because if you are, you a man that hoes, you just a hoe. I don't respect hoes. I treat them. I show them what life's supposed to be like, and then I send them out there. And then they learn to damn, man. This nigga really cared about me, and I fucked up. Every girl, every girlfriend, I only had two girlfriends. Both of them was out there. They act like I ain't know. I ain't give a fuck at that time. Why? Because I knew our time was limited due to the fact that they weren't loyal to me. They were loyal to my ability. 
and it had nothing to do with sex. Mm-hmm. It was about, I actually cared about them as people. Like I care about everybody. That's why I learned just because you love people don't mean you like them. That taught me a lot. So a lot of our manhood stuff comes from lack of, if you don't know something, you've never seen it before, how can you become it? How can you become something you've never seen or understand or heard of? Uh, you, don't have a, you don't have a blueprint for it. It's not like, it's not osmosis to be this great person. You literally have to work at it. Like people like Will Smith, he gets on his platform and speaks his piece. All his motivational stuff he's done over the years, people can say whatever they want to say about his personal life. It's don't have shit to do with none of us. But you cannot deny what he's saying is not valid, man. Like, everything is everything, man. Our, it, our biggest issue as men is that when we are ready to become one, our boys want to hold us back. And <laughs> that's the problem. That's why I don't like these groups. I think men that join fraternities, if you're not building the community, you're still a boy. If you're just sitting around, you know what I'm saying, fucking everything, you're not helping people out, you're still a boy. Like, when I was growing up, only, only frat I was around was the alphas. Right? So, and you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's what, that's what, that's what we were around. Mm-hmm. We were around that. And I say, and, I, not, and guys, when I say we, I literally mean me and him. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so we were around that. And when I got to campus, you saw how it was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, who you gonna fuck with? I talked to my influence. And when he said, do what you wanna do. So I peeped the game. And when it came time to sign on the dotted line, for one, I ain't had a grades, and for two, I ain't fuck with the niggas for real. I was learning a lot from them. So I'd rather take the knowledge instead of the lesson. Mm-hmm. Cause the lesson don't come later on. And so as a, as a man, you don't need nobody around you to tell you you a man. You just gotta do what men do. The problem is we don't know what men do because most men aren't visible. We don't seek attention. We demand respect though. And that's our problem. Nobody respects men, especially a black man. Black women don't respect us at all. We're nothing but chattel to them. Don't complain about white people anyway, shape or form, in any way, shape or form. Because then we are our biggest enemy right now. Until we can love ourselves, there ain't no fucking way I can talk about what uh, our, our current the, the, the current, not our, because it is what it is. The current uh, head of the state in, in the United States is doing. Regardless of how people feel about politics, I guarantee you, you got, you got way more problems with your homegirl from grammar school than you do with that, than, that man in that office. Because personally, she probably done way more grimy shit behind your back than he done said, in your, said to your face on television. You ain't never met the man. But you condemning him. But you won't condemn her for talking shit about you behind your back and fucking your men every chance she get. Mm-hmm. That's our problem, by and large. We don't hold shit account. We don't hold nobody account. We don't. We don't look at respect as being something we demand, yo. I demand respect because I give it. Do one to others. Most people can't handle that or live that life. Because I believe do one to others, meaning love, and that's it. Because if I gotta do you, I'm not gonna. It, you know what I'm saying? You don't want that. Mm-hmm. That's why it's always do unto. Because do you means you gone. I done lost too many people. And I'm not talking about just streets. That's, that's not even me. I was, at, I was doing what I was doing. Not because I was trying to be some gangbangers. That shit's stupid. My daddy told me, hey, 
I was seven, eight years. I was seven years old. I hadn't turned eight. I'm about to turn eight. We was on this block. We were walking down. We were walking around the corner. And he said, uh, he just he came home. I didn't see. I, I, this is the first time I met the man. Like I said, as a uh, as far as my memory, as, as a as a, yeah, as a cognizant child. You know what I'm saying? Like my father was around. When I was a baby. It's just that life takes over and arrangements have to be made, regardless of what the situation was. Mm-hmm. I was taken care of. But when he came back home, he told me, "Son, don't be like me." I looked at him like, "Who the f-? like?" I'm looking at him like, first time I met the man. He said, "Don't be like me. Keep your hands to yourself and be respectful, because that's why I'm not in your life." Mm-hmm. And I don't know why those words still hit me, and it gets me emotional to this day. But I live by that. Mm-hmm. The one person that. I, that understands me can't be in my life because he's still trying to understand himself. Mm-hmm. So I can't be mad at my father. Is that, is that difficult for you though? It's hard. Understanding, it's, you know, it's hard. It's hard. I'm 34 years old. I'm still crying about that shit. Why? Because I know his pain, man. Mm-hmm. I know his pain. People don't understand what men go through. Men got to be stoic at all times because these bitches think things are one way. Then the minute they have problems, who they do, they, they come running to us. We turn our back on them, they ain't got shit. The only reason they got jobs now is because we had to go work them first. Let's be real about this, man. They bite the hand that feeds them because they can't read him. If they can't control, they don't want no part of it. And that's the problem. You don't know yourself, bitch. Don't talk to no man like you something that you not. Because without your home, girls, you nobody. That's most women. But some miscellaneous people. Okay, so I, I got, off of that, I got two questions. Uh, it's, about, it's, about, it's about men and women. I'm going to so, take that back. Not women. Those are bitches, man. Women don't have... I would never speak ill of women. I apologize for women. Okay, do you think, as far as black men, do you think black men are held accountable for their actions? Two, do you think black women are held accountable for their actions? And after that, I have a follow-up question after you answer. So. All right. So are black men held accountable for their actions? I would say only if they get caught. That's any situation. Mm-hmm. The only the issue is when black men do get caught, depending on where you're at, the severity of it is it, the severity of it is way way more extreme than it would be for any other group. Mm-hmm. We've seen that time and time again. So, um, punishment for actions is it's relative. It's dependent on the individual. And that's why I, I, why I don't like this concept of looking at black, white, all that. Because the only groups that we see are who have it and those who don't. And it has nothing to do with money. This way I look at this, this, this economic shit, this, this financial quote-unquote crisis. It ends when people find happiness and take solace within themselves to build themselves. Because money is currency, and currency is energy. Mm-hmm. So, as a as a as a as the actions thing, as far as men being held accountable, we get taxed, go to work. Oh, that's still being held accountable. I don't care what nobody say. Uh, women, same thing. Women just don't get caught. Mm-hmm. Only issue is our women, quote unquote, our women. Because I don't know. We don't actually take it. There's no such thing as ours. Because we know about nothing. Nothing is possessive in that sense. You know what I'm saying? Like humans, other other living creatures are not to be possessed. They're to be understood. 
ain't never had no woman. That's my man. I ain't never said that. I understand her. The problem was nobody understood me. That's why I'm single. I don't like people who don't want to understand the deeper meaning of life. So if I know you don't want to understand the deeper meaning of life, I know you don't know yourself. Because I understand myself well enough to know that there is a deeper meaning in life. So with women, their accountability is only comes when, they, when they're caught. And it's worse because they're not held accountable as children whatsoever. Public schools, Catholic schools, I've seen it both sides. Girls got the slap on the wrist, boys got the kick in the dick. Saw it too many times. Bitter-ass women teachers. Uh, and, and, and mad at the, the, the man that, that walked out on them. And they taking it out on the young man in the classroom. And then you wonder why. And then he got to go home and deal with the mama with the same, do the same shit. And then you wonder why he out here smoking everybody. Because he angry, he hurt, because don't nobody love him or he feel that way. Okay, quick question on that. Uh, education system is predominantly uh, female. Yeah. So do you think, especially with a uh, black man falling behind where black, black boys are most likely to be punished, mm-hmm. to uh, be left behind and you know you know the statistic of you know if they're not reading on grade level by the third grade then it increases their likelihood of one day being a part of the family justice system so do you think that having black more black male teachers could be sort of a response to that with the caveat being what you said that there are a lot of men who don't know how to be men they're pretending I, I I like that question. Um, I think that schools need to be segregated mm-hmm. gender-wise because the problem is too many, too much, too much stimulation from people who are meant to come together before they understand who they are. Mm-hmm. So me being, uh, and, I, and I say that because I went to private school, not because we had money, but because I had a fucking scholarship. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the reason why my mother was able to afford it. In that sense, I had a partial scholarship. They paid 75% of my tuition. Mm-hmm. But it was an all-boys school, too. So, I mean, you know, you saw what it was like enough. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? You ain't go there, but you, you, saw, you saw the environment. So it's like, and I saw, I got a glimpse of your environment. So it's like, it's one of those things where, because I didn't have something I wanted to stick my dick in in the classroom, I had nothing but, I had no choice but to either focus on this work in front of me or crack jokes. That was high school for me. And was like, once I saw... Damn, life is way easier when you can focus on you. <laughs> so if we had more, if we had a, be- a, safe, a safe space for boys to learn, that's the main thing. We got to have a safe space for them to learn. We don't even have that. We can't create that yet until we actually understand what our boys need. I know because I've done research not in this firsthand experience, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But most people won't even take the time to go back and do that. How many people do you know attended the top 100 university said, fuck going and doing what he really wants to do. I'm going to come back home and help my people. Not many. Exactly. And I'm not trying to say I'm that nigga or nothing like that. But, you know. I'm that nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, so it's like, so I it's did. like I want to toot my own horn, but to, yeah, to what the fuck you doing? Yeah. yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Pull it, you know, we on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so you ride the bus, see that big ass truck, that rig coming. That's what it is because if you don't give back to yours, 
Was it ever yours in the first place? Mm. I ain't never dropped the seed in the ground and left it unless it wasn't meant to be watered by me. Because sometimes you can plant something in someone and you're just the one that plants it. You might have a whole team around, they might come through and water everything. Or they might come, you might have one person that waters the seed, another person makes sure that it gets the proper light and all that stuff. So it's all about being more, uh, I guess it's, it's, it's really about ownership. These are our boys. Ladies, women, can you please stand up and let your children know that there are men out here who will kill and die for them, no matter what. But do not allow your children to become the bitter bitches you call friends. And that's the issue. Friends. Friends. There's no such thing as a friend. Let's break down the word real quick. Not no etymology, just literally the word spelling. Fry. What day is this? Friday. What do people say? It's the end of the week. Friend. It's the end of the week. You caught that? Yeah, I understand. I'm No, no, I'm talking about for them. They need to catch that. For the for the for the listeners, how many I've had, it'll be shared. Yeah, Friday's the end of the friend is the end of the week. Okay, building off that, you know, you've had a lot of like quote unquote friendships. We'll we'll put that in quotation marks. The rest of the uh, rest of the interview. What what do you think about like people who who may who in past you would have called friends, you know, from I love this life. From let's 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 let's, let's uh, we are not gonna go back too far. Let's start let's just start high school, college, and then, you know, young adulthood. Alright. High school, if I look back on it, mm-hmm. I, I was accepting of people I had very little in common with. Mm-hmm. Because the little we had in common was more than I had in common with other people. Mm-hmm. That was high school and college, mm-hmm. and it's, it's both of them, and early adulthood. Mm-hmm. I don't have a common, you know what I'm saying? I have a lot in common with you. We got we got history, you know what I'm saying? This is life history, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it, this this for life here. It, it ain't never gonna change. Mm-hmm. I might have my little issues. You might do something. You used to do stuff like I got on my skin, and I have to, you know, I get on my man. I gotta block this nigga for a minute because I gotta understand his energy. Yeah, it ain't know. about it ain't about being a dick. It's about I need to understand him better because apparently I was not I was I was uh, misunderstanding someone I care about genuinely, and I didn't want, I don't want to misunderstand people. I want to be able to I want to be able to, I know you now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know you know somebody needs to go out in the woods and play with some squirrels. You let them go out in the woods and play with the squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. You gotta go there. Go have fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What is this squirrel doing? <laughs> That's you want to do, hey, I'm not knocking it, man. <laughs> Straight up. But Fred, like that, that I have to look at it that way because the thing, because if you, if I can't talk to you longer than five or ten minutes, I don't need to be around you. So, would you think that you know, previous friendships like were sort of um, 
like superficial, like very yeah, very all like of them. I remember uh, they talked about we talked because we, we both went to Victories of the Heart. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great organization. I, I'll give you your your end in money, you know, in a couple of weeks. Don't worry about it, guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> send me emails. <laughs> um, but they talk, we talked about like about just we didn't talk about friendship. We talked about conversations. Though. Right. We talked about what surface level conversation was mm-hmm. and what uh, were and what uh, uh, in depth conversations are. Right. And you know the difference between them. So do, going back to friendships, do you see the like? Where you now are you seeing like a difference between like surface level and like really in depth? Like yeah. I won't even say friendships, I'll say relationships. Yes. You know, both you know, both intimate and like platonic. Right. Um Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh how can I say this? The depth of a friendship only lies on the depth of you. Mm-hmm. So like if my friend is somebody that or the person I'm connected to is a reflection of who I am, our conversation will show that. Because it's, it can be endless. It can be endless. You know what I'm saying? Like, there have been times me and you have been on the phone four, five hours talking about real shit. Because we understand certain things. Sometimes I wish I'm like, I should have recorded this. Yeah, this should be going too. We be shit on crazy, but <laughs> but at the same time, it's like this. It's a it's a it's a double edged sword mm-hmm. because um in depth conversations can only be in depth when the person is not shallow. Mm-hmm. And we have too many shallow people in the world. So do you feel like you were you have like relationships with people who were shallow? Absolutely. And I was shallow at one point. They I can mm-hmm. you can't speak on ill of anyone because everyone everyone I hung out with was reflecting me in some way, shape, or form. It might not have been a hundred percent. It may have been some. In some cases, it might have been one. It might have been point two. It might have been fifty. It doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. still a reflection of you. So if you see that in the others, go work on that in yourself. If it, if it bothers you, we don't trust our intuition enough. We don't trust our spirit enough. If your stomach has that feeling and you know it's in knots around certain people, trust that shit. And get the fuck away from them people. I don't care how much you got love for them or how good they are to you and how much y'all care about each other. They'll understand. Hell, they probably already know. Mm-hmm. They like, dang, man, he good guy. Or she, he, she a good, she's a good woman, man, but I know I ain't good for them, so I got to let them ride. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that has problems and wants to hold on to you is only going to hold you back. Mm-hmm. So in-depth people don't run to certain things, man. They, 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 know, they know how to be concrete when necessary, but they're also willing to open up when it's when it's time. Mm-hmm. So the the surface level conversations are the jokes, the uh, the, the the memes, that kind of shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But if I can't sit there and talk to you about, you know, I had I had an incident a couple of years ago, uh, two end of 2015. Uh, I had a, a former colleague. Uh, she she hit me up. Let's go out for drinks. I'm like, you don't even fuck with me like that. I I really didn't care because you know. 2015, 2016, 2017, I changed a lot in 2017. Not in the sense of me changing who I was, but a lot of things that I was holding back about myself, I decided to say, you know what, just let the llama sing. Mm-hmm. You know? So we go out to we go out for dinner, or you know, and I'm, I'm getting slapped, right? I was already slapped when I got there. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be around the bitch. Mm-hmm. So did you, like... But I did, did it because you, it worked. Did you use, like, uh, like getting slapped to, like, 
tolerate yes other people. i used to drink to tolerate people literally it's people i don't fucking like literally man people I hung out with in college we got pictures together i've been to motherfuckers weddings and shit i don't fuck with them because they don't fuck with themselves i love them i just don't like them i don't like people who don't like themselves if you love yourself why the hell would you try to hurt other people I know a nigga slammed a, a slam one of my homegirls into a motherfucking refrigerator. And I hung out with him after that, still. And you know what? God is my witness. You can ask her right now. She know I ain't lying. Because if she came and pulled up on me, and I said, I looked at her. You want me to go do something? She said, no. I went into my I went into McCormick Hall, and I took my ass to bed. Did you feel conflicted about still hanging out with, with him after that? No. Nah. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? I've been around men that done that shit to women before. I had to just be around and make sure he would never do it again because the next time it happened, his ass was going to be dead. I meant that. I mean that. He can't handle himself. So you, if you can't handle yourself, why are you, why are you dealing with women like that, man? Mm-hmm. Getting drunk and acting a damn fool. I used to get drunk and have fun or pass out. Everybody knew that about me. This nigga John, you're drunk and go to sleep, take your socks off, all this shit, right? That's what everybody used to say. Oh, at least he had a drunk ass up in here. You know what I'm saying? And they, were, and they always laughed about it. People all, you know, you, you know the energy, man. Niggas talk shit about you behind your back. Like, hey, that's my guy, that's my guy. How did you feel about that? Like, people were like... It was beautiful. You know, people were like, you know, yeah, I, I like I like the drunk Leesky. You know, I like, you know, oh yeah, he's the fight for the party. But you know. I, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because it showed me that the man I sobered up, they downfall was coming. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got right now. A lot of people that were judging and pointing the finger, they called themselves my friend. Motherfuckers and th- threw titles on me. I accepted the title at the time, but at the end of the day, spirit don't have to accept shit it doesn't want. So I can reject anything except for one thing. I, I miss my goddaughter. I put down, I miss my goddaughter. Fuck the bullshit. I just don't fuck with her mama. Mm-hmm. I fuck with her family. I don't fuck with her mama. I don't fuck with her mama or her grandfather. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can't speak ill. Of the other side, because her father. It's okay. I'm not gonna say nothing bad about him, man. We, we, we can move on. <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing bad about him, <laughs> man, because <laughs> he know what it is. Mm-hmm. I never sold him out, mm-hmm. even though we know history, mm-hmm. and you brought me around because. You didn't want me to be me because you can never be me. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what degrees you have. You're not smarter than me. It's all a fucking joke. You just had, but you just happen to be around the right people because your people was grimy. Mm-hmm. I got paid. I, I had once on my work. I didn't get paid for it. I swear up and down, we, they swear, They said the money didn't come in. But I think his mama spent it. And I always felt that way. I just never said nothing. Mm-hmm. He can get mad at me for saying this shit because she talks shit about me behind my back before she, you know what I'm saying, transition. God bless the dead. I'm not going to speak ill. I'm not going to speak ill. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, but I'm going to be truthful. That hurt me. For somebody I sacrificed stuff for when I really just needed them and they have a they have training in the shit that I needed help with, turned their back on me. I didn't have to do the stuff I was doing. Summer 2006. I could have gone and got a city job and made money. Mm-hmm. Or my I was in Inglewood. In a church. 
with children that did not fuck with me at all at first. Why did they have that kind of aversion to you? I ain't like that. Because of my background. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, they look at me and they're like, oh, he, he got the came up, he got this school, his people act this way. And then they meet my father's side and they go, oh, shit, we had him judged wrong. I'm like, yeah. There's a reason why I stay calm because I was taught to be respectful and keep my hands to myself. And people don't like people who respect themselves because that means that they can't disrespect them. And that's what scared them. They couldn't disrespect me because I don't disrespect me. So everybody that was thought thinking they were disrespecting me and whatever they were doing, I, I said, y'all nothing but love and peace and happiness. And I really mean that. Because it takes a real hurt motherfucker to beat somebody while they already hurting. People don't know. My life has been pain. Not in the way of I have, you know what I'm saying, I, I ain't have food at home or clothes on my back. No, man, I had to step out. He used to beat the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Tell me I wasn't shit, all type of stuff. Make fun of me and my last name and all that stuff when I was a child. And guess what? Me and this nigga, we all right. Mm-hmm. It's love. I bowled in the league with him a couple years ago. Yeah, he said something to me and I told him, he knew, I told him, hey, man, I'll fuck you up. And he know why, he know why I, I, I can say that. Because the only reason I didn't go that route, I love my siblings. So if I, go, if I have dealing with people who've done stuff to me my entire life, and the only thing I can say is, keep going, Joe, because these niggas don't even know the half of what you're about to do to them. It takes a real stupid motherfucker to mess with a quiet man that reads all the time. And I'm not just talking about books. I'm talking about people, energy. It takes a real stupid person to do that. Because... If your power comes from your belief and my power comes from my understanding, I can prove your belief is a lie. Because right in the middle of the word belief, what do you see? L-I-E. Because all these niggas is lying. I'm tired of these phony ass people. People with no qualifications, getting positions they can't handle, all because some school said it's all right. So to, the, to, that, to the, that friendship thing, I can, that's one person I'm talking That's just one. Let's go to another one. Another one. And, and anything attached to that individual man, like I said about dude, anything attached to him, I got. I, I, I never ever will hate on him. But I will be honest about that shit. Mm-hmm. And his and his homeboy, his best friend. No disrespect to that man either. I have nothing good to say about him. Why? Because if you know your people, and I don't fuck with your people, and you coming around me to get information about. What I think about your people, whatever it is, and I don't mean your people. I mean somebody else, a friend, not even family, a friend. If I don't rock with said individual and I'm speaking my truth to you and you call yourself my bro and all that shit. And then you want to act all funny and lie to me and run back and tell the bro what I'm saying. I know for a fact, I don't care if you got it. I don't care if your, your shit hang down to your ankles. You're pissed when you sit, my nigga. You piss. You you sit when you piss. Your dick all in that water. If it hits it, and so if you pissing in the water with your dick in it, don't tell me nothing about life, homie. I stand on mine. You run the pussy because you are one. Straight up, I don't watch niggas get drunk, do all type of stuff in the world, and then judge me when I fall on hard times because I lost my boy. When Clarence Lamont Copley got killed, I fucking lost it. Why? That 16-year-old young man taught me more than most men have taught me in a lifetime. Why? Because he opened up to me in a way 
I've never seen a child be so real with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit that was going on in the street, I knew. I didn't talk about it until after he died. Why? Because I wasn't holding on to that. And all the people I talked about it with were people that knew too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand know what I'm saying? So when I lost him, uh, when, when, the, when, he, when he was when he was, you know, when he was uh, murdered on uh, November seventh, two thousand sixteen, that's when everything changed for me. It was like I saw the younger me dead. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, I was sitting right here. That phone call came. I never get that phone call. Uh, one of my former colleagues, you know what I'm saying? I had no problem with her good woman to me. My pay. You know, if she did some dirt behind my back, God bless her. That's how I look at I don't, you know, everybody's, nobody in your life, everybody should be held at that, uh, that can't put 100% trust and shit. Not to say you should trust people, but you got to give, you got to leave some margin for error. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it doesn't mean it's intentional. It just it means sometimes things can get a little iffy. But long story short, when I got that phone call, that happened. That's when I learned what real friendship was because people don't know I was grieving the last couple of years. You know how hard it is to go to work every day? Not only do you love the kids you work with, you might hate the building per se, but you love the children enough to ignore a lot of stuff that you would, you know, that you would normally would be going off about. That's a lot of stuff I bypassed because of the shit that value, I value was worth more. Like, there are people that I, I won't never speak their name. I'll never say anything to them if I see them in public because they're not worth shit to me. But I still value them in the sense of I would never, ever demean them. I'll never do anything moving forward that's going to take away from who they are, even if I know that they're lesser than me. Sometimes just knowing is enough. But the problem is we don't have enough people aren't people don't understand nothing. So going back when to that time when you lost when you lost Clarence, do you feel like people who at the time you were claiming friendship with gave you support that you needed? No. I was by myself. Only person I had was you, you, maybe Al, former colleague. I say that you know what I'm saying. Put that out there, and uh, we. That's all I had. So, what didn't your people that you call friends? What didn't they provide for you? What, uh, what do you think? Do you think it was something within their character that prevented them from doing that? Yeah, they don't care about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I learned. You don't fuck about nobody but themselves. But then when you when they think you good, oh man, I can't I can hang around them now. But when they was down bad, I was there for them. People don't have people, I, I, a lot of those weddings I was in, they were fucking funerals. I was watching dudes go to the altar to give up who they were to a bitch that really don't want nothing but everything they got. Every last wedding I went to, I done watched men get their nuts chopped off at the altar so many times that marriage, I know for a fact, is nothing more than spiritual slavery. Sad. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't get married, but just understand, if y'all are not equally yoked, she going to try to control you. <laughs> or he going to try to control you, whatever your situation is. So, it's, it's a, uh, it was hard being, a, it was hard being alone in a sense of not being able to speak upon my experiences. But I, you know me, I'm a loner. Mm-hmm. I don't like people. I think most people are idiots because they don't take time to learn themselves. They're too busy seeking external stimulation instead of looking for internal validation. If I know I got this going on inside of me, and this right, and it feels so powerful and so good inside of me, 
That's my energy. That's just me. Why do I need to go seek lower level beings or creatures to validate that? They can't validate something they don't understand or have. So it's like I wasn't I wasn't too hurt that it happened that way. I was just really, it just really, really proved to me what I already knew. Because people don't realize I don't call you for a reason. Most people I don't call because I know they don't give a fuck about me. This is that's the facts. So I blocked a lot of people. I I blocked a lot of people. A lot of people that I will never rock with again. A lot of people got secrets I never tell. I might tell my mama because me and her had that kind of relationship. Because she understands certain things on the level that most people don't. Because that's the killer part about it. You don't have a relationship with your parents, man. Why are you out here trying to be in the world trying to understand other people? Because you come from them. You don't come from that shit. So it's like all, all that. That time I had, like when I was working on music, uh, I was working on music as therapy. These moms come in this basement, they think, oh yeah, we about to, whatever they thought in their heads, they don't know. I had to meet somebody that would have had all the motherfuckers dead, but I told them don't do it because I want to watch them suffer in life. How about that? How about that? And that's the truth. So they walking around here thinking, oh yeah, John the bitch, woo, this time. I'm like, look, nigga. I could have been had your ass touched. But life is not about getting touched. Life is about blessing others. And your blessing needs to be your lesson. And your lesson is, don't come around somebody who wants to do nothing but help you if you're trying to hurt them. Because if you do that, the only thing that's going to hurt you is the spirit within yourself. You're going to turn on yourself fucking with a nigga like me. Because you're going to realize at the end of the day, I'll never hurt you. But if you want me to hurt you, I'm going to hurt you in a way it's going it's to destroy you. Your character, your image anything and then about the rest of the world it's about you I don't care what other people think about you like I don't care what people think about me I don't why I look in the mirror like damn John you keep getting better and better cause I know where I was at if I weigh a buck 80 now but at one point in time I was 275 I was on 250 milligrams of Zoloft uh what was it 50, 50 milligrams of Lamictal? That's the, 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 the bipolar cocktail. I was on that. See, I could speak all this mental illness stuff. I've been hospitalized twice. But the killer part about that is when I was hospitalized, who was there? My family. It wasn't of these niggas like we cuz. We, man, fuck you, nigga. Because I'm there for you. You ain't never there for me. Never there for me. And the ways you think you there for me, guess what? I already had that. So what? So about that, what if that lack of uh, reciprocity? How did you feel when you like realized like I would I would be there for others, but when I'm at you know my point, they're not by my side. Oh God, I got something bigger planned for me. Mm-hmm. It's all a lesson, man. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if people realize this. I didn't go to get a grad. I didn't go to math. I didn't go to get a grad. I didn't go to grad school. I didn't think about that. I applied to two schools. I got in one, and people don't know about the second one. The first one, I talk about openly. I, I was, right before I got committed in the hospital the first time, I applied to go to the University of Georgia. I went and took the uh, the GRE out in Indiana. I got high score on the vocabulary. I'll tell you about it. I got high score on the math. I fucked up because I didn't study the vocabulary. And they denied me because I went back and read my shit, and it was fucking horrible. Why? Because it was a jump. you could tell I was going through something when I wrote it. So the other school, which I remain nameless, only thing I do is turn in my transcripts. But when I realized school was all a hustle in the sense of if you can do something, nobody, no piece of paper is going to validate what you can do already. 
Like, it's jobs that I was overqualified for as far as my experience, but underqualified for as far as my education that I can't get, I couldn't get when I got out of undergrad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how hard it is to see people who can't do what you do, but because they went to a school and still struggled at doing the shit, they have the, the means, they, they think that it's okay for them to run a, that position. It's like, look, I get that there's specialty in certain things of learning, but if that individual does not have the experience as necessary, whatever they learn is bullshit. <laughs> that's just, that's just that. It's all theory. Yeah, yeah. That's why art is art is ability replicates theory. If you can't do it, shut the fuck up. I got this. You know what I'm saying? That's how anybody should feel. If people can't do something, you can't tell them shut the fuck up. I got this. We got too many people that want to be the man or the woman, but they're not willing to put on the right uniform. What was that from uh, Peyton Peyton Ford? Kim said everybody wanted to be the man just cause. Yeah, just cause. <laughs> I never wanted to be the. I wanted. To, I only man I wanted to be was me. I just wanted to be me. I was like, man, let me find me again because this drinking and took me to a whole different level of learning about some shit that's terrible to learn about. Uh, when, well, I gotta go back because when you said when you said I just want to be me, it remind me we we talked about music a lot. It reminds me of a, no, it reminds me of a, a comments. One mm. day it all makes sense. Mm. Uh, that was that's what CeeLo said on the uh, gaining one's definition. Yep. I'm just trying to be me. Yep. So is that like kind of how you? Yeah, man. Like don't don't try to don't put this label on me. Don't put this title on me. Don't allow a pre don't allow an experience that someone else had to determine who I am, man. Like I I don't understand that. I I, I had a quote. Like I like I like to write stuff a lot of stuff down, and I really want and this something applies to this. So I said when I stopped being entertained by ignorance, my laughter continued out of grief. And it's like that's when things started to and start stuff started to make a little bit more sense to me as to why I am the way I am, right. why I do what I do. Great. And you mentioned like how music was like your therapy. Yeah. And so you talked to like music that you were like making, music that you listening to. Yeah, both. That was that was uh, really helping you like understand you know who you were. All right. So the, my issue was shadow work. This is all this is about. Mm-hmm. So I've been a part. Of, I'm. I've been involved in multiple, multiple, multiple. Uh, work groups in my life mm-hmm. now, across the country crazy right you know what I'm saying like not just in Chicago people I know around the country we used to work together have fun together and not on me not me I wasn't fucking around nobody like that mm-hmm. like I, I keep I for the record my body count is low because I don't like a lot of people like that so if I fuck with you that means that in that moment I felt compelled to give you a chance it ain't that many people I gave a chance to. And if I walked away, just know that it was to save you and, and not hurt you. <laughs> so uh, it's... Um, uh, repeat the question again. You know, I've been a lot of I ain't high That's crazy. But I think yeah. if I was high, I'd be much better. <laughs> yeah. Part, part, part two, because this is going to be a series. Uh, so, about music, about music. Oh, music, okay, bet. All right, bet, bet. What, right, what you was listening to? All right, what I was listening to, it sounds, so it was all shadow work. So mm-hmm. That's the shadow work part. So mm-hmm. a lot of music I was listening to was shit that people would be like, huh, what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
unfortunately for you, there's some things about me that I don't like that this represents that you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'll listen to Gibbs, Freddie Gibbs. But, you know, I'm a big Freddie Gibbs fan. Mm-hmm. And not only because it's just, all right, anybody that sound like that and all that, he could rap, he got bars. But at the same time, if you really listen to his music, he talk about everything. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's he's a, he's like Crit said, would say the mixed messages. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like one of the things, another one, a person, another artist I was listening to, especially that Crit was here. Like, that was, that shit was uh, 2000 Beyond. That song alone is one of the most powerful songs of all time to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shit, currency, man. I ain't gonna lie, Joe. Currency got me to everything, mm-hmm. like literally, literally, because he showed me it's okay to be the cool, laid back nigga that people rock with, but you on your own shit. I was so man. I gotta make sure that these people understand this is what's going on. I don't want nobody to think I'm this, that, and the other. I don't want to misrepresent myself. And his whole thing, and his whole thing, man. You could be who you want to be. You know what I'm saying? You can do far, you can go farther than I, you can do more than I done. He said a lot of songs, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what that's all that's all that's all motivation. It's like, yeah, niggas might be talking about pimping and you know, messing around with these chicks, but at the end of the day, a pimp ain't nobody that know how to control their money. That's it. That's all a pimp is. And so if a woman is willing to give that man money, or a man's willing to give that woman money, or a woman's willing to give that woman money, whatever the case may be. That means that they're okay with it. So why are you labeling someone a pimp when all they're all the boss? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you running shit. Like it's not in the sense of you, you putting them out there. It's that they see that when you're around, things get done, and because you need to be around at all times, they take care of you. So uh, the content may make some people a little, you know, apprehensive. Apprehend. Good word. Thank you. Apprehensive, but it's not about. The content, as much as it is, the 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 rhythm, the vibration. Mm-hmm. See, when you listen to a lot of slowed down soul music, and you hear somebody rapping some Benny Benny the Butcher, another dude, the the whole Grizel declined that they, when they production when that production style became popular again. Mm-hmm. That 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 early '90s grimy sound, but it's like a smooth sound. You know what I'm saying? When that production style became something back that people were starting to pay attention to again. The vibration changes. See, content, yeah, it can. If you're not a strong-minded person, you can start thinking you something you know. I ain't seen. I don't watch more. Listen to gangster stuff, and they walk around here like they tough, and they this, that, and the fourth. And I'm like, man, bro, like you talking too much. You doing too much. Me hanging with you is a liability. It's somebody I used to hang out with. He showed me a message from somebody was threatening him on Facebook, and you know, I don't even, I don't gang bang or none of that stuff. But we grew up together. He got a kid. I don't want nothing to happen to him. Because something happened to him, who's going to take care of his daughter? That's not my child. So, unfortunately, I put myself in a position I shouldn't have put myself in at that time. But the understanding was that for him to know that, yeah, you a fuck up. But I ain't going to let nothing happen to you. Mm-hmm. Just stop fucking up. That's it. And a part of that came back to haunt me. Why? Me spending time with that fucking loser, I almost lost everything because people thought that I was on the shit that he was on. Mm-hmm. I don't even fuck with dudes on that shit. It was all music at first, but it was life or death. Nothing. it was all life or death. Nigga get hit by a car. 
I didn't want. I mean, I was like, I'm like, dang. I'm, and it, I didn't really, I didn't think about the snake stuff that was going on at that time. It was life and death. I I held this daughter when she was a baby. Mm-hmm. So you know, I know his baby mama. I don't want nothing to happen to that guy, or nobody I came up with in that way. Yeah. So me just being trying me calling myself being a friend of somebody who really don't fuck with himself. It almost cost me whatever I thought I was gonna have in the long run, in my mind, because whatever's meant to be mine is mine already. And the whole thing about what that idiot was, he thought that he was doing something, not knowing that all you was doing was setting yourself up for failure, because your own family saw how much of a fuck up you are. Why are you gonna try to fuck over somebody that was helping you? That's why his ass can't be seen. He know if I see him, I'ma whoop his ass like his daddy should have. Straight up. So back to the music. We listened to the same type of we li- he listened to currency like I you know, so I was a we made music together. We used to be cool in high school. He cooled some people that he cooled some he knows some of my family. One of my family knows. I don't know if you know anybody else. The world is small, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, they connected through whatever way they connected. So I'm like, bet. This always been my guy when we were younger. I was like, yo, when he freestyled, it was dope. Now I'm starting to think his. After I heard some of his music he made after we started working together, that nigga was jacking from Styles and Jay kissing all them the whole time. He was throwing their lines and his shit like he was really freestyling. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then his whole rap name was some Jack from my shit. Because yes, there is a rapper named Verbal Kent, white guy, right? He dropped his first first time I heard him was 2008. In high school, I was Verbal Kent. The nigga said, "I'm Souls, I'm Soze," and everybody ran with that shit. Cause I was, I, you know what I'm saying? Cause my alter ego was gonna be Kaiser Soze. He wanted to be me so bad, he added made souls his name. Yeah, I'm saying your name. I have nothing against you, G. I just wish you the best and stay the fuck away from me. Your family cool as shit, though. You a bitch, straight up. Because you run your mouth too much about people who really care about you. And if I really wanted to hurt you, you wouldn't even be breathing right now. So, the music is why I calmed down. It's the vibration, huh? See... This high energy shit these kids listening to is fucking them all up, throwing off their rhythms, all of that. What we put into our bodies is how we, is who we are. You know what I'm saying? It's not just like nutrition, but it's also you know energy, entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, movies, music, yeah, you read. So yeah, because once upon a time it was balanced. Mm-hmm. It was balanced. Like I was growing up, those times I'd turn the TV off and go grab a book and be locked in for three, four hours. Looking at pictures and reading. And I'm not talking about they were picture books. I'm talking about these are historical figures here and then there's all this writing here. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning about all these people. So when I get to school and, you know, even though I went to a Catholic grammar school, it's still, we still had, black history was still a part of, you know what I'm saying, we still talk about it a lot because it was predominantly black school. It was all black grammar school. school. You got to model towards your population. Yeah, and even if we had we had some nuns there that were teachers. You know, my first grade teacher, Sister Joellen, was literally the first white woman I ever had to deal with in my life. First grade. And she had all, she had me and my brother and my sister. And that experience taught me don't judge books by its cover. And my, my principal at the time, Sister Bruce, Ain't take shit from nobody. But well, she loves you, she loves you. So, all those things, you know what I'm saying? You, when, you, when you come up, a lot of this different stuff, it plays out in a different way as to who you become. Because we're so caught up in 
all these different uh i know I, i'm drifting off right now because i'm trying i'm, I'm doing this on purpose um we always we always look at uh what somebody else is doing and all that shit but really at the end of the day how you come up is who you become see you come up with understanding you're going to be an understanding person when you arrive see most people don't understand because they, they they're too busy thinking they know everything. I know enough to know. I know nothing at all. I'm not saying that. I, I'm wise enough to understand I know nothing at all. I know that much. So if a, if a person that doesn't know, a person that people think knows says they don't know, that means that everybody to keep going. Because if I don't know, why the fuck are you looking for me to give you the answer? You go seek it yourself. Because what I don't know only applies to you. I know me. So what, what, we go, let's go on back to like the artist that you named. You named like yeah. Craig Gibbs and uh, Currency. And I know it's like the, the similarity of all of them is all of them have like they either in the South or they have like that Southern background because Gary Gibbs is from Gary, Indiana. Mm -hmm. And Gary, Indiana is a carbon copy of Greenwood, Mississippi. Yeah. You've been to Greenwood, yeah. Mississippi. <laughs> so do you think it, if that, because, remember there was this whole thing, this thing about like re-migration, like, mm -hmm. the, like a Booker T. Washington said, like he's like the Negro's natural home is in the South. Um, you know, we're tropical people anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, I, Minister Society. That's why Chicago <laughs> has so much mental illness. I really believe the climate really fucks people's heads up. Mm -hmm. The winter, all, the, the, the season change is not good for us. Mm -hmm. I, I think if you give one steady temperature, i.e. how things tend to be portrayed at in, in the quote-unquote motherland, I think that consistency is what's is lacking. Even in weather, like black people are that sensitive to things that we don't realize how sensitive to things we are because we don't know ourselves. Yeah, what was that with 50 Cent? It said when the temperature goes up, the body Black count goes, goes up. up. Yeah, it's like it's like it's hot outside. Shit else to do. Man, <laughs> said how he said how this bitch is a good enough reason. Man. <laughs> and he said in the hood, sometimes the killing season is hot in this bitch. It's a good enough reason. See that shit to too. Well. I still listen to this stuff, but when I was going through my, it was like I had to give. I was listening to artists that still had lyricism and were relevant to what I was going through. Because mm -hmm. my favorite artist. A rapper of all time is Nas. Mm -hmm. Anybody that knows me know that nigga is a Nas fan. Not no Stan, but not, I'm a I'm a big fan. His music, his fan message, of their music. his music. Yeah, I don't. Not the, I, fan of the music, never the man. Let's get right. that clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A fan of the music, never the man. That's that's something that you know. That's a, a tangent. Like I got a the daddy. whole thing with people, like especially like. Which I think is the problem. We talk about mental illness, mm -hmm. like the online community mm -hmm. of like stands, especially like with Generation Z. And Generation Z doesn't understand that stand comes from like the Eminem song. A yeah. lot of them get when you tell them that they're like, "What is that?" And like you know, it's a guy. We don't was, teach our. You see, you prove we prove my point, man. We don't teach our kids shit. We just throw them out the world. Yeah, the they don't know that stand was a guy who was like fanatical about Eminem, and he yeah. ended up like committing like a murder suicide, and you know. That he was going against that. He was like, don't follow me. Like, it, like you know, being children that grew up in the 90s, we, we remember Charles Barkley telling you, like, I'm, I'm not, not sure a role model. Yeah. Like, you know, I just play basketball really well. You know nothing about me. And you know who forced the narrative that he was supposed to be a role model down our throat? Mm -hmm. Everybody that saw him doing what he was doing. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be his own man. You see what I'm saying about this black, white, whatever concept? Mm -hmm. 
it's all the way to keep people together so that way if one stands out the rest of them can hold him back it's fucked up crabs and barrel mentality is so real with, within the world but because of my you know, what's been going on recently I don't deal with other cultures on that level but I mean, as far as uh, being um, being entrenched in whatever issues they have but I rock with everybody you know what I'm saying like, I don't have my 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 period where I was understanding Islam and in multiple multiple ways, not just with you know the the more the more not just the traditional sides of thing I was learning about you know what I'm saying the the Moors and I was also learning about you know saying the nation of Islam, but you have to be able to see it off what it is. You know what I mean? I don't that's why I don't subscribe to religion. I say it's the business of justification. You know, so the, their texts justify their beliefs. You know what I'm saying? That's all it does. But if it's a lifestyle. You don't need the text to justify your beliefs because your actions speak louder than your words. Mm -hmm. So when I have a man that introduces me to a concept that he doesn't live, but he expects me to still be around him, I'm sorry, sir. I do not hang out with frauds. And when I did hang out with frauds, though I was trying to let them know, you're about to get caught up in some shit. And when they didn't want to listen, I walked away. Mm -hmm. So the music thing, um, New York, the New York part really hurt because that was the epicenter and uh, that's where it started for hip hop. But I had the West Coast too. Let me take that. Let's, 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 let's continue. So I had Dom. I had Dom. Okay, Dom Kennedy. Dom Kennedy been one of my favorites since uh, the, the, with the 25th album, the first mixtape. You know what I'm saying? I had the, the best after Bobby. The, you know what I'm saying? I had all that. My favorite one when I was, hey, nobody, the, probably one of the most, Underrated classic mixtapes of all time from the West Side with Love, mm -hmm. the one with the white bandana cover, came out 2010. When the first time I heard uh, 1997, I'm like, this nigga talking that shit. Mm -hmm. He got he he on he in the video 745, come out hop out the all black white socks fitting like yep you know and he had the Jordan the red Jordan uh, the Jordan six on the Ferrez on on some G shit out there. You know what I'm saying? I'll be that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Do his thing. So it's like Dom was one. Uh, Nip, you know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't really start rocking with them until I heard a couple of tracks right before it was right before um, Victory uh, Lab Drop, right before. Because mm -hmm. I, because my issue was Nip was not that, not his content per se. It was his lifestyle. You can't it, it's, it conflicts with one another, bro. You can't be this and be that at the same time. You gotta pick one because these guys are not gonna let you to be this. Do you think that that led to his uh, untimeliness? Um, yeah, he didn't know how he, he wasn't moving. He was he got too comfortable on how he moved. Mm -hmm. He didn't realize that no matter no matter what standing you at in life, they're always going to be. If you go back to the vultures, they're always going to be not the vultures because that that's the best because the vultures only eat things that are dead. <laughs> you got to be dead already. That's worse. Um, I Want to be like like hyenas, I guess. Yeah. That would be a, a more apropos animal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's like I think that if he would have been more you know, smaller animals that that come in packs and try to take down the bigger one. Yeah, well, wild dogs. You know whatever you want to call it. But feral dogs. Feral dogs. Yeah, feral dogs out in the world. But that's but the, I think I'm I'm my opinion is if they can't do what you do, they don't need to be around you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If they're not on what you want, they don't need to be around you. Cause that's cause you need to be focused on your purpose, and that's not your own purpose. And that's not your purpose, man. Other people being around you is not your purpose. You're supposed to make things around you better, and I don't have to necessarily include other people. I only move. I move. I move the way I move because 
I don't like people. I don't trust people. I only fuck with my family. And family ain't always blood, but the people that, you know what I'm saying, I, I consider family, they've shown me that they are thicker than that. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's why I rock with them. So when Dom's situation was messed up, I mean, I've done with Nip's situation, Dom's situation is messed up because Nip was his boy. You know what I'm saying? And I know that fucked him up. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still he talks about it on the album. You know what I'm saying? He still, I don't think he's, I don't think he's still got no. I see it in his eyes, man. Like I'm happy we got Don rapping again because and he was still doing his thing with the half a meal stuff. I love that too. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like it until I started, until I slowed down. It was like when I was moving too fast, I couldn't enjoy the music. So a lot of West Coast artists, I, I, I saw how I appreciate. Go back support. a little bit yeah. about, about Dom Knight, because I remember you talked about how you couldn't, you didn't go to Clarence stuff. Right, you know, it's always gonna be a party. Right, you know? right. And Dom just playing nip. Do you think like a lot of people, like like don't get over deaths? Because no. I think I look at I look at Marvin Gaye, and I think he never got over what happened with Terry Terrell. Never did. No. And you know that that affected him, and not, and you know the situation with his father. But I think more. I think he would have got over. You know, his father, but Tammy, Tammy's never coming back. So that's yeah. what they, do you think that that's a lot of things that people can't get over losses? It's and that they don't they don't know how to, you know, move on. Acceptance, accept it. You know, it, you know, it's still gonna hurt because it's always you always gonna feel it. Yeah. But be able to move on and still function. Yeah. As as you know, to the best of your. You know, intellectual, artistic capability. Right. Um, it's for me. I'm for, I use, I use that. I use that for fuel. Mm-hmm. The only problem was, I was fueling the wrong thing, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like. So you were manifesting your energy. In I was manifesting my wrong energy way. in the wrong, way, but it wasn't in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It was my lesson. Mm-hmm. See, everything I manifested was how I felt. For years, yeah, that's how I feel. I'm angry. I don't like this shit. I don't like what's going on around me. I'm mm-hmm. doing something about it. So I didn't like a lot of stuff that was going on around me when I was younger. So I had to manifest it so I can show it that I knew all the time. Mm-hmm. See, when you know people weren't moving right, sometimes you're not supposed to call them out. You're supposed to spend time with them. Because then they're going to be like, why is he cool with me? Why are you trying to hang out with me? And then they get comfortable with you hanging out with them. So I'll never forget Kinda the time. like when uh, Jesus would uh, hang out with like uh, like the prostitutes and the robbers. Yeah. And you know, especially Mary Magdalene. She's like, why are you hanging out with me? And I'm like, why is he hanging out with her? She, don't you know what that woman is? Yeah. And you know, and then at the end, you know, she decided to be like, well, I got to be this defeat. This person who got this is hanging around me. I ain't got to be like this no more. Exactly, but everybody don't see it that way because the group is so alluring in this era mm-hmm. that whatever individuality that someone may see in someone in, in that in, in that per, in that in that person because that's really what they are being in that moment a persona. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I you know I've heard of one one, one person I, I heard say that a lot was uh, Ralph Smart. You know I listened to some of the Infinite Water stuff because it's sad that. I only relate to people who can talk like that. You know what I mean? I, I, I 100% relate to people who talk like that. And I don't know very many people straightforward like that. Mm-hmm. So it's rare. Like, it's rare. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, I, I fucking digress. I forgot what we were talking about, man. Short-term memories are hard. 
I'm on. I'll literally be on old man status. Yeah, I kind of brought you out when we were talking about it. Oh, Clarence. Okay, let's get back to uh, the music part. Yeah, we're on, we're on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah we're West Coast. We're on the West uh, Coast. Yeah, so we're talking about, yeah, with Dom, Dom <laughs> losing Nip. Yeah, Clarence's situation, that changed me, man. Like, yeah, and that changed, and like Nipsey changed. I, didn't, I wasn't rapping for, I stopped, like, people don't know, I had been rapping since I was seven. I always wrote. Uh, and then I got in high school. I mean, shit, what? Nine, what crazy Friday, the first rap group I was in was called 9 11. Before 9 11, it's an elementary school. You know, y'all think I'm lying? Hey, Winslow Perham, no, I'm not lying because he's the one to create that group. Well, what, what, why'd you go ahead and sell 9 11? 911, motherfucker. The song is 9 11. Y'all better, call, y'all better call them people because we got it. Meaning we knew we was wrong. Right, man, man. We, we designed our own album covers and all that shit. We found, we found, we found the secret sale. Ask anybody in St. Margaret about 9 11. You know. That, that, that was in my class. Oh, okay, that had a few. Yeah, I put my lips about that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anybody with the anybody with that grammar school will tell you. Okay, it was planting cells in elementary school. <laughs> He's been lying to you, you, you evil fucking genius. <laughs> and, so, and so then, 9 11, I, I graduated and then went to high school and linked up some, you know, one, a couple of guys, a couple of my homies, I, I went to. I don't want to call them homies, but some of the, they hoes to me. All right, Associates. they homies me and they hoes to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we had something in common as far as the music goes. It was like you know one of them, one of the guys on the school, he was no rapper. He was trying, he wanted to be one because the guy that actually did rap was he was trying to emulate him. It's like people were always trying to emulate each other, but I wasn't trying to be like nobody. And so the he the guy that was rapping. You know what I'm saying? He created a, he had two different rap groups. He put me in the whack one, and he had another one. Like he was trying to create that in the school. So I said I rap with these guys. Then everything fell apart because everybody wasn't rapping for real. So he tried to he, we we used to meet over on uh I ain't gonna say we're gonna be that. We used to meet over one of the old homies' house. Mm-hmm. That was one of the main reasons he was even there in the first place. It was because of the fact that he had the location, and it's like you can't exclude him. But and also at the same time. He also was interested, allegedly, in doing the music too. So it's like we uh we was a meet over there, and so like I had already came up with a concept for a, a group, a name, and understanding when I was in grammar school. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was in 911, but I used to read a lot. And my favorite thing, my one of my favorite th- teams growing up, you know what I'm saying, was the White Sox. Now I, I used to watch, you know, we watched baseball. It wasn't mm-hmm. no. Yeah, I'm gonna wear the wear the hat and no, nah, like yeah, I, we, I we we watched we, like the, I played baseball the, the game. Yeah, actually how it was played. Yeah, I wasn't good, but I played baseball growing up, and it wasn't because I couldn't be good; I didn't practice. Yeah, like, like the <laughs> thing with thing why when they say like a lot of like wires and a lot of black kids like playing baseball. Shout like, out to Harvey, man! Like it, Harvey, it, Harvey it, Lee. Like that, that game is very expensive. Yeah, number one and number two. Like the weather in Chicago, like you have to have like very good weather conditions to mm-hmm. play. But you can't play it indoors. So nope. That's why. That's why. I take that back. Columbus Park does a, does a, uh They used to do baseball stuff up there, but it was but you can't play. You can do drills, but you can't actually play. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the reason that yeah. black kids are very good at basketball. It's not some natural thing. It's like some. It's easy to do. So you just practice more. Yeah. When you think black athletes, black athletes just work harder. Yeah. And whatever whatever sport they dominate in, just work harder in. That's all that, it like is. track and field, it's easy to run. Yeah. So you just work harder in it. <laughs> and if it and you have, and your natural ability is gonna gonna highlight through your work. Yeah. It's gonna be highlighted through your work. Yeah, I just wanna get that out there because people, you know, 
when they talk about like athletes, they think that black people just like roll out of bed and just running. Yeah. I'm not I'm not he got real mad. And they, they say he got real mad when he when he did this like editorial about he was like, I'm tired of people talking about how hard Larry Bird worked. Like Magic and Kareem just rolled out of bed scoring <laughs> and passing. I'm like, Kareem, like oh like we being like truthful about it. He is the greatest basketball player of all time. time. Nobody, should, nobody should question that. Because he, he dominated since he was like nine years old. Every he, level of basketball. Yeah. And he was, he, and, and, and he's, he's quiet. Like, and he's, people, he says people don't like him because he's like, he's intelligent and he knows he's intelligent. And so he don't, he's not with the shits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody got time for that goofy stuff. Yeah. But like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Like, you know, we, we had so the blacks. Yeah, the so, white socks. Yeah, so yeah. the black socks thing came yeah. up. So I was, I came up with that like in like seventh, eighth grade. That had to be like 98, 99. Because it was right after uh, I Am dropped. That dropped in March of 99. Because I remember Kobe uh, Gilbert had bought, he bought the CD, but his mama only let him get the edited verse. It was the Kobe and my boy Courtney, one of the two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck the bootleggers from for what would have been a classic. <laughs> Man, yeah. We ain't guilty of it. We guilty of that bullshit, too. If we was down, we, we, during the download era. But <laughs> download, not download, because it's too many of y'all niggas still out here. So. But we was, uh, we were kids, though. We, we didn't actually, like, steal stuff from the studio. Oh, like, no, yeah, no, no, no. We didn't do that. Fuck no. them. Yeah, no, yeah, fuck all We were just residuals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, money they wasn't seeing no way. That was label money. They make their money off tours and shows. Uh, the shows and merchandise. It's always been that way. People don't even get that. Um, but, uh, yeah, Black Sox. Because of you know, I was I like first I had so many rap names over the years. Like my favorite one was Pen. Simple P E N. I had that on my I had that on one of my bowling ball. Like, I ain't get my name on my bowling ball, I had Pen. And people like I got if you want proof of that, I guess still got the bowling ball at my mama's house. Mm-hmm. So when I was doing all that, it was like it was one it was just man, I came up with the name, woo out the bam. So anybody in that crew said they did that. Only thing that only thing that happened was once somebody else came up with the handshake, and the handshake was really a contradiction to everything that that person claimed to believe. Because how are you claiming you wonder one thing and you throw up a pyramid? Excuse my language, it's talking like that, but let's be real about it. Niggas are fraud. So, um, he came up with that handshake, and when people see us doing that, they're like, oh, that ain't no, that ain't no gang banging stuff. He may be trying to make it seem like it, because he a bitch ass nigga. Cause anybody that acts like that and does snake stuff behind a person's back, they don't demand. I don't. They don't deserve to me saying these these the truth to their face. Why? I don't talk to liars. I delete them. You know what I'm saying? I don't keep people around me who ain't about nothing. So and it was somebody that was in the crew. Like so when I started rapping, I went away to school, and I was still writing, and I really didn't want to rap because of what one broad did to me. In a sense of lying, man. I don't like for people to lie on me or lie to me. And if everything I want to write is about get going at her, at talking about bras, because she was the last straw. She wasn't the first. She was the final. And so at 17, I was like, I ain't give a fuck about I, To this day, I learned I don't value women. I don't. Because the only thing they bring to me is woe. I don't, I don't need that shit. Pussy always leads to problems. I am not accepting your problems because you accept my penis. Cause that doesn't that's that's not a proper that's not a a, a fair exchange. Cause your problem your problems predate however many minutes we about to do this. If it go that long, cause end of the day, if I don't like you, I make that shit quick as hell. So <laughs> how women like place like that, that undue burden on you? 
No, they didn't place anything. Or, or attempted. They didn't attempt to do anything. It's yeah. just the understanding that you have when you deal with them. Mm-hmm. They, if I have sex with you, some of them, not all, you have to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's why I don't have sex with, that's why I haven't had sex with very many women because that's a gateway to your issues that you haven't resolved. That's all a relationship is. A relationship is. Why do I need to date somebody earlier on in life and I'm still figuring out my path? Why do I need to find my path with you? That's my path. Should my paths cross? Mm-hmm. Meaning when I'm here and you here, we should link. Not when we both at the at the lowest level. Because mm-hmm. building is building is a is a is a that's an individual thing, man. You build yourself up before you build anything else. And too many people haven't even built themselves up. And I'm not talking about going around talking about themselves and telling people who they are. I'm talking about literally doing the work it takes for you to understand how to be productive. So if you know that you are not a responsible individual and you don't like to wake up uh, to go to work early, but you know that you need to get up and go to work, you set your alarm clock. You just don't try to use your biological clock to go. If you know you need to be there. You set the alarm. And to me, and I got to so, ring the alarm. I'll be, I'll be late every day if I had to do that. Exactly. Right, if I, well, if I had a real job, I'm, 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 I'm basically unemployed. So. Hey, man. <laughs> Shit, you don't you, see you, 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 you see it firsthand what I've been dealing with. But uh, it's not easy dealing with that. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, the women thing, man, I, I, I value women who value themselves by how they treat others. That's that's the only thing. How you treat others is a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. If you are kind, courteous, and show respect to other people, that means you you good. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, I mean, I don't mean that in the sense of being uh, that for the sake of the cameras or, or or publicity or other people seeing it. You know what I mean? I mean that literally. The you're doing that because that's who you are. Mm-hmm. Like people can't accept that there's someone who may have this particular. Uh, label attached to them but the label doesn't fit you know what I'm saying the the, 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 the person I don't even want to say I hate the term person it's, it doesn't fit the being it doesn't fit the individual it doesn't fit them at all the homo sapiens the homo, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just it's just a mismatch so if you don't demonize me because you were too scared to go deal with your own demons and that's why I've ended up. This ended up becoming, man. Like, there are people I, I, I people I, I done done a lot for, and I, even in a relationship, I was in almost a four year relationship, and I would never. And, and the truth about that is, the whole time she wanted me to open up about what was going on with me, she can't even handle her own problems. So what makes you think you're gonna be able to deal with what I got going on? Mm-hmm. So when I decided to break up, or when I decided I needed a break. It wasn't to leave her. It was for me to understand why she had those issues because it seemed like she was coming out of them. And that means that I had to go find myself. Because if I'm happier without her, and we're supposed to be together, I have to go after understand what's going on with her. Mm-hmm. She didn't give me the time to do that. I wasn't screwing nobody. I had friends, but we weren't fucking because I wasn't going to be alone with them like that. I was just going out of town to spend time with women who don't have her issues to understand what I could do to help her. I didn't even get the time I wanted. I gave her everything. I didn't sat in the hospital with her. She was sick all night. I had to do that. I stopped stuff I wanted to do to be there for her because at the end of the day, there wasn't nobody else out there for her. 
when she moved all the way up there to get away from to, to run away from her past and to get close to her job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was the one out there. So if she's ever said anything other than John being kind to me and he might have had some issues with the end of the day, he ain't a bad man. Man, she a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Because my snapped, I didn't want her to get involved. Mm-hmm. I didn't want her to get caught in the crossfire what I was about to do. Because I don't respect a lot of people who can't stand on their own but always want to act like they got it. Like they that per- they that, they, they that, they that deal, so to speak. When you really ain't shit. All you do is run your mouth. Mm-hmm. So if you ain't that by yourself, I don't want to hear what you got to say when you with me. Because I'm by myself. Do you see how I am? Give me a public. Same way. I have not changed. I just understand more. And when I wasn't understanding, it was because I wanted y'all to know what I experienced. Mm-hmm. See, you got to see me acting out. Not tell you what was going on. No, it's why it's really going on with me. But y'all won't tell us, motherfucker. Watch because words don't mean nothing to y'all. Y'all don't comprehend when I speak. So I'll let you watch, watch the moves I make so you understand. I want peace because pussy brings me problems. There's nothing like that thing like uh, and Spike Lee's Malcolm X when uh, Denzel as Malcolm was like, I don't care what they're singing. I can see what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so about present-day culture, is there anything else that you want to pontificate on? We've talked about a lot. Uh, Yeah, we have, man. Um, Present-day culture, the one thing I think that we uh, must do a better job of is really ignoring people. (laughs) Straight up. Stop giving people attention. It it, it was one other thing I wanted to bring up that you brought up, one of the things about individuality. Mm -hmm. What do you think about because we know we've had it like since like you know George Orwell's like novels and mm-hmm. like you know Aldous Huxley and you know uh, all, all those like you know Bradford yeah those books that books about paint like the this, picture, this, this dystopian future right. about conformity why do you think that like there's kind of like a lack of uh, there's like a almost a a cold war of uh, conformity because there's a lot of people who are acting the same way and there's a, a rush in like the way people talk the way people think to conform to a certain way they do lost, think, man. What, do you, what do you think is uh, fueling that and why don't people like actually want to be like individuals love mm-hmm. man the key to all this is love man mm-hmm. the key to all this is love Congress said that in the book we were saying people been saying, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just using a recent a, a, a recent reference because love has always been what's been preached. You know, Stevie Wonder's been doing that, did been doing that for years and years. He's using him as one example. There's plenty of others. You know what I mean? Um, shit. Roy Ayers, you know what I'm saying? I can keep going. All these different guys, I need people I like to listen to. Uh, so love has been the biggest hindrance because of nurturing not being uh, a staple in the household mm-hmm. if I know that if I say I love uh, I say I, I love someone mm-hmm. and I understand that the world outside of our love is very very unkind to them 
even though the person, I, the individual I love is very kind individual. You know what I mean? Very kind being, or a light being, as my brother would say. Um, and I know that if I don't love them, the world is going to kill them. I don't mean that in a sense of literally take their life, but it's going to destroy with you know their their stability. Mm-hmm. It's going to throw some. It's going to make things off balance. And when I wasn't receiving the love I was giving to other people, it threw me off balance. And it taught me that hatred is so strong that love has to work on itself to understand it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a loving person and I'm around a bunch of hating ass people, I know Mars, I love shitting on people, I wish I could say names because if said individuals have something to say to me, they can't say anything that's not, they can't say anything bad because they know for a fact that I'm being honest. See, I don't give a damn what people think about me if they respect my truth. Because if you think about me, you got way more on me than I got on you. Because I don't go, <laughs> you understand what I mean? But heck, I ain't going to go there. It's just, just leave it at that. But this lack of love thing, self-love, self-understanding. Because if I love myself, I put it this way. Like, I love you to death. Like, you my cousin. You my people. We, we, we blood, literally. So because I love you, the way I, the, the standard I hold myself to, um, at times I have to check that because I should not hold someone else to my standard mm-hmm. but if I understand you enough to know that when you do things there's never to never malice involved it's either out of jokes or and which is still out of love I understand it can never be dissolved mm-hmm. because we know it comes from a loving place and you're like man John or, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't call me Leesky. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool mm-hmm. with, with either name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just what it is. If you were like, man, John, who up the damn? You, man, you know you fucked up, Joe. You know what I'm saying? You just came out telling me that. And you just broke it down for me. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm like, man, can I tell you something? Like, okay. Ooh, oh, for real? All right, can I hear it? Because that was the thing, man. When I was seeking criticism, I wasn't getting it. Mm-hmm. So I stopped listening to people. Because they weren't saying shit no way. So you're not saying anything. Why do I gotta be around you? You're not talking about anything relevant. You're not talking about anything moving. Yeah, so when you were talking about like those friendships, they wouldn't come to you and be like, hey, John, I think this is why no. you are, I don't think that this thing that you're doing is not healthy for you, and this is why. And out of a place where I'm saying this to you because I want the best for you. Yeah, nobody spoke up like that. And, and and me flying to New York and going to WrestleMania wasn't no motherfucking uh, treat either mm-hmm. because I didn't want to go. I just didn't want him to go by himself because mm-hmm. I noticed that every time the quote-unquote friends, he calls friends to this day when he really got to do something for real, they ain't there. Mm-hmm. I was the only one flying out to New York like that. His best friend running around here chasing whack pussy all his life, making babies with bitches he don't love. And stuck in a situation because he kept listening to his dick because his brain wasn't big enough. So when you hang around people like that, it helps you understand that they need you. When you don't, when you have love, people need you because you're rare. 
Mm-hmm. More people too busy hating on others to acknowledge the love within. So how the fuck do they have love for themselves? If I don't think about you, and I'm constant, in constant motion of how I can make me better, which may help you in the long run, why are you worried about me? Unless you're trying to help me. So if you're trying to help me, don't try, do. I don't like people who try. I like people who come with actual solutions and things that are actually going to be beneficial to everyone. Like, my biggest problem is trusting women to work. I'll never work with a woman again. Straight up. If I, get in a, if I ever get into another relationship, no disrespect to her and what she got going on, she won't know shit about my business. Because mm-hmm. the only thing I know is if you try to start something with a woman, all she's going to try to do is take over in the end because she don't know how to play her role because she's too busy thinking that I have to be the one when you don't know what, you can't count the two. You don't even know what one is. You know what I mean? Like you can't be the one if you're working with someone else. Mm-hmm. And if that person, has, if that individual has this going on, and they, ha- they can take care of that, and your role is just to do that, do that. Stop trying to overstep your bounds. And for me, I may have overstepped my bounds on certain things because I saw shit falling apart that wasn't supposed to fall apart. Like, it's hard, man. So, my love for certain people, it put me at odds with myself. It put me at odds with myself. Because I knew at the end of the day, they're not going to find nobody that love them like I love them. And I don't mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, they get genuinely gives a damn about them like that. Because it's mine. It's not theirs. It's mine. So if, I, if I'm the one that shows that to you and no one else is doing it, that makes it mine. It's unique to me. So if you miss that particular aspect, I'm the only one that can do it. That means you have to show me fucking respect. You have to respect me. Because if I, could, if I didn't slap the shit out you when I could have... If I didn't tell her who you were when I should have, that shows something. Mm-hmm. It's that one L that people don't have no more loyalty. Mm-hmm. Shit, I take it, they don't have love either. Mm-hmm. And they live in a, and their life is a lie. Mm-hmm. Ain't no L's are here no more. The L's are gone. Them niggas is lying. That's the only L I see. Ain't no love, ain't no loyalty, ain't no real life. Because if everybody dead, who the fuck is living? All these soulless people walking around here because they're too busy trying to be a designer and don't understand, they need a reminder. That's not you. That costume we put on is not you. Does it take in smack in the back of your head? My mom used to smack me in the back of my head. I used to have curly hair when I was younger, so sometimes it wouldn't hurt as, as much, but when I had the waves or just the little, 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 what I used to have, little Albie shortcut when I was a shorty, you know what I'm saying, the curly little fade, when she smacked me, that shit hurt. My stepfather used to sit up there, you know, his knees, I was about four, five years old, he'd be on his knees, he, my stepfather, big nigga, dog, like, you, you know, big, you know, big kid, that nigga 6'2", at the time, 225, 230, he in his 20s, he standing up, up on his knee, punch me in the chest, he making me and my little brother do this, boom, we punch, he hit me as hard as he can, we ain't want to. No, do it. We hit him as hard as we can. Motherfucker, come back. Bah! Punch us right in the chest. Cave our shit in. Got a psycho shit. <laughs> yeah, that was my childhood. She, like, if people think that this nigga is just something, he, he, guess what? You motherfuckers don't know pain. Because if I put you through what I went through, man or woman, 
you'd be begging to suck my dick for surviving. And guess what? If you a man and you begging to suck my dick, I have no respect for you. Because you're trying to fill a woman's job. And I got, I got enough of them we got to deal with. Until we can get ourselves together. I mean this. Can't worry about anything around you. If that empty vessel inside needs something, needs some fulfillment, it does not need a dick. All these cum receptacles running, these these uh, these these cum tanks running around here, just fucking and sucking everybody because they lost. They don't have nothing inside of them. Flying around the country, getting dog walked by some nigga that got a little bit of bag, but he a jabroni with followers. Loser ass people, man. Low vibrational energy is the most stagnant shit I've ever seen in my life. And 90% of millionaires and billionaires are terrible human beings. We value people who have money who don't give shit back but their problems. Most rappers are depressed as fuck, putting their depression out there for you to go live because they are in pain. Why are you listening to somebody else's words if you don't understand your own? You know what I'm saying? Like another artist that we can go, we can talk about that people don't give no respect to. Joe Budden. Joe Budden is on my Mount Rushmore rappers. That Moo Music Two and Moo Music Three alone is better than most niggas' catalogs. I'm not talking about you. Ain't gotta like the man, cause I don't know the man. Seems like a dick. But hey, I'm a jerk too. I ain't mad. I mean, dick means dangerously intelligent, charismatic king. That's how I look at it because I don't mind being a dick anymore. My favorite, the, the best dick ever was Dick Gregory. Pause. So hey, I'll be a dick. I'm dangerous. I have a little bit of intellect. Some people think I'm charismatic, but don't question me as a king, though. No. <laughs> don't ever question that. So until we, until we can get out of that, that state of constant... Constant, constant validation. Mm-hmm. Everything goes back to validation. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you not you circle on it. Yeah, <laughs> man. You got to verify yourself. I don't need no fucking blue check. I know who I am. I'm that nigga when I wake up. I'm that nigga when I go to sleep. That's it. I feel the same way about the people that my life that I frequent with. I ain't talked to my brother today. But if I see that nigga, I'm like, hey, man, you that nigga, bro. I love you. I ain't talking to my little brother today. You know what I'm saying? I talked to my sister early. I talked to my mama early. I talked to my uncle early. I called him and asked him a few questions. You know what I'm saying? You know? I talked to my people. I'm with my cousin now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, them are the people I see myself in because we are each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get it? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't keep weak niggas around me. I just work with weak niggas because they need to see what strength is. Mm-hmm. Just understand that. Anybody thought they was better than me once upon a time? Only reason you thought that was because I didn't say nothing because you were too busy being stupid. Because you was watching and paying attention, you know that I was the one you should have been paying attention to and helping. Because any little thing that I was involved in, when I was involved, it was better. Children's Defense Fund, I worked with them. Motherfuckers stole my, my, the work I did, called it there on, and got a job for raised off of it. Probably still working with them people. No disrespect. She, she did that to multiple people. I ain't the only one. It's a whole lot of shit, man. Like, like, when I say that validation stuff, man, it's dangerous. Bro, train me. 
We was my she was my trainer. I was a, I worked with her. She was a trainer with me. And then when she became our subordinate, we were like yeah, we respect that. We respect that. Not even knowing this bitch got the snake. All oh, you niggas. All oh, you guys about to get got. So many talented people on that team. Man, I'm, I can start naming names. The people unsung heroes. Unsung. I'm gonna say one now, Kevin White. That's it. Kevin Kevin Rakeem White. I know who my big brother is. I know I know who guided me through this shit. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I never turn my back on what got me here. The problem is they need to respect why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Respect why I'm here. All right. <laughs> shit. I got a fucking 86 year old grandma that took care of me my entire life. You think I'm gonna let her be by herself? Fuck you and your couch, nigga. Just because you ain't loyal to your family don't mean I ain't loyal to mine. That was, oh man. I think, alright man, we're gonna, we gonna say your prescription for the future. Because I want you to really be. Oh yeah, we get, when, we, when we blow, then you getting, y'all getting yeah. raw in the system now. When, yeah. I get, when I'm medicated, it's gonna be way more funnier and a lot less intense. But I need people to understand but that. I I'm, think we need, it's like, uh, what do they say that uh, when we went when we did our uh, we did trainings together? Mm-hmm. You know, one one's about the guts, the other's about the heart. Yeah. Right now, y'all getting the guts work. Yeah, y'all getting <laughs> but the hard work when we prescribe what's going to be good for the future. Exactly. When we, well, when he prescribes, I, I have nothing. Y'all have I to see the problem, nothing. man. Y'all <laughs> have just, to see the issue. If I'm this angry and people thought that I was so well put together, imagine how fucked up people really are. <laughs> if I was supposed to be the, if I was quote unquote a poster child for this thing, oh, you know, it was a joke, you know, at first, but really it became a lifestyle. And nigga, oh, cause I, I stole something from a from a grammar school uh, classmate. Me and dude was to get uh, with us went to grammar school each other from first to eighth grade. Ah, fuck it, I'm starting, I'm starting throwing shit out. I don't care no more, man. Mm-hmm. All right, so at St. Margaret, I was going to do Allen Downing. Allen Downing was a uh, he played football in college in Eastern Carolina. You know what I'm saying? When we was at, and we were in sixth grade, this nigga had a full grown, he had, fuck that, fifth grade, that nigga had a full mustache, nigga was dunking the basketball by the time he was in sixth, seventh grade, right? Mm-hmm. Athletic and motherfucking. In first grade, we bought, we traded games. I was, and it was the worst thing ever. And we've been at, I've been at odds that nigga ever since. And he was, all that GD shit when he was in school. We went in Catholic school, man. He talked all that GD shit in school, and all that. Nigga had Rolex in class, all that. You know what I mean? And daddy, daddy, uh, Bird Kings and shit. Everybody know that? No. So, long story short, when the Mortal Kombat incident happened, we traded Bill Lambeer Combat Basketball for Mortal Kombat. The Bill Lambeer Combat Basketball was actually a fun game. You knew how to play it, but he just wanted my Mortal Kombat. He, he took it and never gave it back. And every time I tried to get it back, he never got it back. And fortunately for me, I didn't really care because Mortal Kombat had no blood code on it. So, I, I, I'm watching niggas get the spit kicked out of them. I want to see some blood, blood fly on Super Nintendo. He can have that damn game. But he was always saying we, it was a Pope. You no, know, Pope Leo the Great. Mm-hmm. He's always say, man, I'm Al D the Great. Al D the Great. I always say that shit. I'm like, nigga, what have you done that was great? Who are you outside of what people say you are? Yeah, you, you athletic, but you don't do shit in class. All you do is sit around and crack jokes. You ain't that smart. And it's like the only reason you're athletic and you're good now is because you develop faster than everyone else. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why are you calling yourself that? And so a lot of people didn't know my last name wasn't my last name in grammar school. 
because I wasn't going by my last name when I was there. I was going by my stepfather's last name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I, uh, when I finally, you know what I'm saying, when I, when I finally got to, I got to college, I got, you know what I'm saying, I got to, I got to up there to the, to the, the tundras of Milwaukee, the tundra of Milwaukee, it was like, you know, Gmail first came out, it was like, 05, 04. Late 04, early 05. 05. Oh, yeah, because it was Reve, invites. Remember them invites people had sent out. Because sent the shout out right? He, uh, he he sent the he sent the invite right, yeah. and so because you couldn't have a Gmail account, you had to have a, you had to be invited to Google to have a Gmail account at the yeah. at the beginning, right? So he sent me that. I was like, man, I need a name. I was like, I'm about to be, I'm about to, I'm about to, because you call yourself, uh, you you was the hater. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, if he gonna be the hater, I'm about to show people how hateful I can be. So the niggas say Aldi the Great bully on he ain't bully on me, but he bully on a whole lot of other niggas. Like and a few times we did have a few incidents, he didn't do nothing one on one. Case in point, I got jumped in fourth grade because I sent the Valentine's Day card to his girlfriend. I didn't know it was his girlfriend, but I liked her because she was one of the few girls in our age level, she was a great ahead of us that had titties and ass. So I was a pervert back then, right? And so I got jumped by eight people after school. Because of, he didn't do it by himself. He had them do it. So I'm getting four of them. I'm getting hit by eight. I'm getting hit by other four. Pause. And then fucked up thing about it. My quote unquote best friend at the time when people jumping on me. Tracy Robinson. Play ball at Loyola. Fraud ass nigga to me. I'm going to say his name. Because in the, the day, it hurts that somebody I started that journey with. We walked to school together on the first day together. Walked to school together. We're in class together. Was always looking for me to be a fuck up. Always looking for my downfall. Always hating on me. Always doing something negative. Always trying to put me down. But he was always sucking somebody else's dick. Nigga, was, nigga couldn't even think for himself at that time. And, I, and, I, and from what people were saying recently, it's still the same way. And I pray that he gets together, man. I, ain't, I don't like to see nobody... Uh, being uh, they they can support themselves financially, but spiritually and mentally they're gone. <laughs> I hope that I hope that everything people been saying to me about him is wrong. I don't want nothing like that on nobody. But when you deal with people like that, it changes you. So that happened with them in sixth grade. My man, when Big Ken went up there and told all he said, I tell you can tell all your dads I fuck all them up. And nobody bothered me. I was a snitch. I got the snitch label after that. So. I got the snitch label because my stepfather gave a fuck about me. He asked me what happened to me, and they called me a snitch because I let I didn't want to tell him, but he said either I beat your ass or you tell me. I told him. I wasn't catching no whip from him. He can beat my ass worse than them dudes did because he done done it before. He was like, how, how dare someone, how care, dare about someone you? care about you? And that's when I learned, man. My hating ass grandma was like that with my daddy. His own mother's like that. That's why I don't fuck with my father's side. I rather my daddy to the world come because anybody that think they know about him, one of the main reasons he acts the way he acts, and it's, it's an act because it's not him, I know him, is because his mother hurt him. Neglect. She said, she's all, I put clothes on his back, food on his table. Bitch, I never heard you say once you loved him. You never said you showed him love. Go, go, go on that point when we're talking about like parents and family. Yeah, hey, we, we can, so, about, so, let me get to that because of JD the Great thing and get okay. back to that. So, okay. when I got the JD the Great email, 
It was all because of that nigga Allen. I'm like, I'm about to show this nigga because in grammar school, I was tired of these motherfuckers acting like this. This is going to be the greatest troll job of all time. And what happened? I studied T-H-A great. What did Nip Hustle call himself a couple years later? I rest my fucking case. <laughs> Niggas. So just to go back, just to go back to like the original thing you were talking about about you were talking about families, about the black family, both like not only in Chicago but just around the world. I remember something that Wale said, and because you know we we had conversations about Wale about his uh his persona, mm-hmm. not his music. A lot of his music has been good. Man, Wale, the mixtape run, yeah, that mixtape run, Joe, Wale was bodying niggas. Yeah, and when he like. Stop trying to be like MMG guy, which went back to himself for the most part. Well, we talked about his online personality, but he did this interview where he talked about his Nigerian, he's Nigerian. Right. His Nigerian parents. And right. he said about that culture, about how they never said they loved him, they never said they were proud of him. Yeah. He was doing, he was doing great things. Do you, do you think that like that's a problem with like, not only does black people worldwide about parents, especially from a certain generation, um, could not express love to their children. Yeah, they didn't know how to. Yeah, I, I think that that's a that's a and that that caused like problems that we have today. I agree. Um, I can I you know what not I ain't, I ain't gonna put nobody's business out there. You know he I like I said they they were my homies so they mean they hoes to me. Um, but I had like one of my one of my closest uh friends at that time. His he's not he's Nigerian. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying so his uh his upbringing. From what I was exposed to, you know, being at the house, hanging out, you know what I'm saying, spending time with him, is very much similar. Mm-hmm. And most people who grow up like that, they end up becoming like sociopaths. Mm-hmm. Because they're all, they, they feel as if, because nobody is telling me I'm this, I'm going to make them believe I'm this. So they're going to do everything in their power to control a situation or scenario to make everyone buy into the bullshit they kick. That's what can end up happening when you don't validate your children through love. And because and most of the time people are forced to get married, not like gun like shotgun in a sense, but they're so caught up in the chronological bullshit that I have to have be married by this time. People set a timeline on something they don't even know about yet. How the fuck are you planning for something that isn't here? Okay, I'm gonna get married at 27, and I'm gonna have uh, my first child at 31. All people saying stupid ass, like, how are you gonna plan for something? Who you, who, who, who agreed to that? Yeah, what, what if you get cancer at 19? Well, what, 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 I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna get married at 25. I'm gonna get divorced at 30. Fairy tales, G. I'm gonna have a breast cancer at 37. Man, fairy tales, G. On everything, all you young ladies and all you old ladies, all you old girls, <laughs> you heard me right. Go listen to Anita Baker fairy tales. Read the lyrics on Genius, AZ lyrics, whatever you need to add, whatever you need to do. Listen to that song once a day. Let it sink in. This ain't no fucking fairy tale. Reality ain't perfect. That's what people don't get. People thought I was like, oh, that reality preparation as the reason why I was saying it. Yes, an acronym for rap, but people need to understand. We cannot seek perfection because we cannot make anything the way we want it to be if it's not us. Only thing you can do is work on yourself. That's it. That's all. 
I think I think that was a weird we had two two hours and almost twenty minutes. So the perfect way that I the way I normally wrap this up is I just do the three, top three. What was the last book you read? <laughs> last uh film you watched and uh last song you listened to. Alright. I could take all of that right now. <laughs> Alright, so the last book I read that I just finished. Um it wasn't Gordon Parks. Yeah, it was Gordon Parks' book. Uh, uh the it's all the first the autobiography. What, what, the Learning Tree? No, 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 the one that came out in the oh, 70s. Oh, I don't, I don't, I have it. I know it's semi-autobiographical. It's, uh, I think, I just, I just literally just finished that. I read that, and I'm working on Black Titan about, uh, it's about J. A.G. Gaston, the, okay. you know, you know A.G. Gaston, yeah. so yeah, I, I'm working on that right now. Uh, see it right here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the other thing, the last, you said, like, that was the last book. So, it was the last book. Last, uh, film or? Movie, you know, all that. Oh, Dogma. Dogma. Dogma, uh, you know, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, Ben Affleck, uh, Matt Damon, uh, Salma Hyde, Chris Rock. Hey, Rufus was, a, was, a, was, was the man. Uh, Jason Lee was in that movie. Uh, that's a lot of people that make camp. George Carlin, the goat, you know, one of the goats. George Carlin, Mount Rushmore comedians. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, wait, wait, let's go there. Who's your Mount Rushmore comedians? People ain't gonna like it, but as far as how I view it, Dave Chappelle. My, this this generation. See, yeah. I I can't go all the time. I can only go generation. Okay. Cause it's not fair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't I can't shit on. I can't not leave Richard Pryor, Red Fox. I can't leave them out. Yeah. I can't leave Robin Harris out. I can't leave those guys out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I can't leave Sam Kinison out. I can't leave those funny dudes yeah. out. I had to look at what we at our era. So my Mount Rushmore, even even though he's not from our era, he still was very influential in our era. Um, George Carlin. Dave Chappelle, one about to shock y'all, Corey Holcomb. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand why I rock with dude. Uh, not only because he's from Chicago, but also because even if you don't like his truth, at least he speaks it. Mm-hmm. And it should be funny if you don't take it serious. <laughs> and uh, the last one, the last one is always when I kind of just leave open. Cause I know, so it rotates depending it, on how you feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. it rotates. So mm-hmm. it can be one person a day. Can be, I ain't gonna even put no name there. Mm-hmm. I can't put a name there. But I know those three in particular, literally, have uh, allowed me to see the the I guess the philosophies that come with being comedic. Because there's a lot of pain that comes with that. Yeah. But it also, say like comedians are the saddest people. Sad people on the face of the planet, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like cause you gotta laugh at your pain. You have to. Like I've been laughing so hard, man. I fell in. I fell. Call myself. I fell, I fell in love with myself, and then when I stopped, when I started loving myself even more, the I person I thought I loved wasn't even didn't even exist to me. Yeah, I think they said that about uh, about like uh, like Jim Carrey and Jimmy Fox. When they when they started feeling better about themselves, they started doing dramatic roles. Yeah, because they were just like, you know, I don't have to laugh anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't, like, that's why I, and with music, same thing. Like, mom, if you, if my thing with me recording, I could be shaky with recording because it all depends on how I feel. It's my anxiety, you know. I, I, I used to be on medication for this shit. So, part of the reason why weed is kind of is very medical for me because it definitely quells my anxiety because. The speaking fast sometimes, the slurred speech, um, even the even the apprehension to be present in things that are beneficial to me. Mm-hmm. It's my anxiety. It has nothing to do with anyone else. It's literally a medical condition. 
I'll get so shook up and frozen that I can't move. Mm-hmm. It's happened to me before. Like, I'll be in bed. I can't get out of bed because my anxiety is that bad. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, that, 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 the, the Mount Rushmore thing, mm-hmm. I, I, I have to, that, that last, that last one has to be a slide and a slide scare because I, I can't, those three though are, is a reason why I picked those three. Yeah. Um, Corey Holcomb literally was the first comedian that spoke the vernacular that reflected where I came from. And had a, and had a a a wide array a wide array had a, a lot had a bigger platform to do so than most comedians would. So he was on the foxhole, you know, doing fifty one fifty show on there, and then you know he transitioned to doing his own thing. They once they left Ustream, they went permanently on YouTube because I was watching them on YouTube after they after they dropped, they were uploading from Ustream to YouTube. I used to watch them on watch fifty one fifty show on YouTube, and the main reason I started watching not only because it was funny and I. You know, and all that was really because he genuinely wants better for our people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He might not know about how he can personally go about getting it, but if you listen to the man speak and watch it, you can tell he's genuinely a caring person, but you can also see as we all do, we got some work we need to do. Mm-hmm. We all got some work we need to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I watched that shit. Him and like Zoe Williams, another guy. On the, he's not a comedian, but and I'm, I'm digressing a little bit, but I gotta give him his props and his shout out, and, and, and because what he adds to the show, a lot, you know, what I'm saying something that you want to hear outside of the show. So when his platform is something I, you know, what I'm saying I use too, because he talks a lot about the concept of men's work and relationships, and I read the, uh, I read the, um, the the relationship this now. I read that book, good book. Mm-hmm. Everything he said in there, I agree with. It was the exact same things I did. So it's like I got to read my process. It was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And it's so crazy somebody else gets it. So it's like I'll pay for understanding. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like Corey's back to him though. But the whole thing, reason why I put him on there is because, yeah, y'all might think it's crass, it's out of pocket, he go he go hard on women. But I'm sorry, man. These be our experience. These are our experiences. These are our experiences. It's like literally, this is what we go through, and people think it's a. And we have to laugh about it because a lot of times, if we don't laugh, we'll be upset and we can't react. And my reaction was, I'm just gonna go off on people. Shit, I walked six miles to a bitch crib. I'm not gonna tell you what my intentions were. It had nothing to do with a pussy. It wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like people playing with me. Don't say we gonna do work and bounce. And think it's a game because you see why it's not a game anymore. Your goofy ass was playing, thinking you playing me. You hurt everybody. So, long story short, the reason why I was I I, I did that walk was to calm down. Because by the time I got there, was I just want to I just want you to know that hurt. That's all I realized. That's the only thing I want to tell her. But I never got the chance to. I don't care to tell that. Because when you never like someone, but you love the work you were doing, once the work is over with, you don't have to care about them anymore. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I don't give a flying fuck about her. It just hurt me that the shit she pulled on me hurt the children more than it hurt me. Because mm-hmm. that's all my goal was. Make sure our kids didn't grow up like us. A lot of us are selfish, you know what I'm saying, manipulative. 
Some scandalous people, man. And people don't want to own that. They don't want to own their problems. I own man. I look that shit in the mirror every day. Kiss that shit in the face. Why? Because at the end of the day, if I didn't have them, I wouldn't be able to grow. <laughs> so that's why you kind of have like Corey, because he kind of yeah, he's okay. He's okay. You to see that your flaws. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay with being flawed, mm-hmm. and that's what people don't get. Your flaws are what make you beautiful. Like women with stretch marks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got a little gut. And they come, hey, hey, boo, I like a little gut. You know what I'm saying? That shit's not nothing. We get older, and these things change. If you're trying to keep manufacturing who you are, I know for a fact your personality is manufactured too. So you know, the, the, that was my, that was my, you know what I'm saying. I had to, dog, but you know, the original question was about the movie, so dog, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like your my restaurant because uh, I, I, I got Chappelle on mine, I got uh, I got Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. and I, I have uh, I have Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. And you, but, but you know, this 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 thing like uh, Eddie Murphy was having a, a conversation with uh, Jerry Seinfeld, and That's Bernie Mac is on Jerry Seinfeld's. Mount Rushmore. Bernie Mac generally would have that last spot. It's just that yeah. time. Yeah. You know, and I hate to even but say I, but that. I, was like, <laughs> I hate no, to say that. Kind of, like, I was thinking, I was just like, but then I had to remember about Seinfeld. Seinfeld is like a comedian's comedian. He's like, I may not do what he you do, do, but I fuck with it. But I, I know the craft. Yeah. Seinfeld knows the craft. You might not, people might not think Jerry Seinfeld stand up is funny or whatever. Jerry Seinfeld knows the crap. He, he's, he's hilarious. Great. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. He's, he's yeah, he great. is a great. I don't care. Yeah. Seinfeld is one of the best shows ever. I'm just saying, people might not, you know, identify that, you know, just culture-wise, you know, like a Jewish guy from Queens, and people might not identify with that. Right. But still, but he knows the crap. He knows what Bernie put in, you know. And, like, the fourth one would be Bill Burr, because I think Bill Burr Man. is, like, He's he 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 is from the the uh, Carl and Cloth, mm-hmm. but he's like, but he's more of like our generation. Yeah, and I'm getting well, close closer too. closer to our generation. But he's still like, he's more, he's probably more of like my dad's generation, but still. That's that's a great. Look. But, but yeah, but <laughs> and my dad around the same yeah. age, but he's a little younger. But yeah, and like honorable mention, because I always have comedians I like, I, I comedians that can that can shift to like drama. Mm-hmm. And, they, and you can see it in them, like, like you can see them, like they they're funny on stage, but you can see them starting in drama. That's yeah. why I put Pryor, cause Pryor, yeah, like a lot of his, his a lot of his uh, not his starring roles, but his supporting roles, like in the Mac and Lady Sings the Blues. These were these not comedic roles, like he may have right. said some comedic lines, yeah, but they were very dramatic, and yeah. he played them full, mm-hmm. and that's why you know I got Chappelle. Chappelle can play like a dramatic role. Pryor, like. I know we're going off on a tangent, but I want everybody to watch the Richard Pryor show. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a segment where he had Maya Angelou on playing his wife, and he played an alcoholic. And Maya Angelou does this soliloquy that uh, Richard wrote about a woman loving her her husband despite his flaws. Mm. And he played that alcoholic. It was just amazing. If you find it on YouTube, everybody just watch that. So I got that. Like, Bernie can play a dramatic role. And honorable mention, that's why I was getting to that. Is Cat Williams? Because mm. Cat Williams, mm. if you saw him like the, his Emmy role on Atlanta, man, that's guest star role. I can't wait for that to get back on TV. Like you, you can see. They got like, about that other role, though. no role. I'm talking I, I, about I, I know. That's, <laughs> but, <laughs> but with the way Cat Williams played that role, and like it was almost like he wasn't acting because he was talking about himself, about someone who has all the time in the world, 
but keeps fucking up. And he understood his, he understood that character flaw because he was able to like almost do method acting and say like, no, this is me. Mm -hmm. this, this character is me. Like I have all the ability in the world, but I keep fucking up. Part of it's not my fault. Part of it's just my reputation. Mm -hmm. But I keep fucking up there. The result is still the same. Yeah. So that's why, you know, it's just a little side to give my little Mount Rushmore. It's like, those type of comedians, like, like, people think like, oh, you know, acting's not like a real job or doing comedy's not like a real job. Like, no, those things are important. They show a mirror of, of, of society, of, of people. They're, they're like many psychologists. <laughs> Mm. But I think the last thing was the uh, last song you listened to. That, you know, that, that touched you. Oh, it touched me? Yeah. Uh, or it could be just the last song you on your little Rolodex, but maybe. Oh, but sure. I wanted to be more something, something a little it's more. It's crazy. You say I, 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 the song that touched me and the last song I have on, like, is on my last play. I could, all right, mm -hmm. I'm going to do, I'm going to do an R&B last song or I'm going to do a rap last song. Okay. Alright, so last R and B song literally right now is I Wanna Touch You Baby by Roy Ayers. Oh, okay, Roy Ayers so one of the, <laughs> one so, of the most um unsung yeah. people in uh in not just music and like black music and history like, like well, people don't know how, how talented that man is. Well, like, but, but to me he's, he's like I, Mount Rushmore musicians, he's on there. Yeah. Him and Stevie, no doubt. Anybody, yeah. we can talk, have a conversation with anything else, but those two are, are locks. Um, the last rap, art, you know what I'm saying, hip-hop, I listen to hip-hop, I don't just, I, I kind of, the rap shit is kind of, they got to go. Um, Respiration. Respiration, uh, Black Star, uh, yeah. kind of, featuring Yeah, that was my, that was my, uh, on the playlist, that was, the, you know, I had for the week, but I can tell you the last album I listened to, and, that, and that's like a little bit more telling where I'm at. Um, shit, Dios by uh, Les. Mm -hmm. Um, that just came out too. That was last, I was that yesterday. It's a uh, he's signed. He's be signed with uh, he's about, he's he's be signed with Jet Life, but you know how it go. They, people still be affiliated. And they still you know work to be cool and stuff. But his album, that Dios album, it's called uh, Dios means do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, and because I, I like the Steak and Shrimp series and that was shit was out and I kept up with some of the stuff over the years. That Steak and Shrimp shit, the first one, that shit hard. But uh, yeah, I, that was the last album I listened to. And the reason why I, I'm bringing it up is because of his content. He's telling you the game. He's telling you everything you need to know. And the problem is when people put it in the music and they wonder why they, they and they don't listen, and, and people or artists put the, what people do here in the music and then the people don't listen, they wonder why they don't, they, they don't have everything they need to know. Mm -hmm. You're too busy listening to somebody else's depression that's being sped up and hyper, uh, and, and uh, <clears throat> I guess I'm very, and elevate, elevating the beat per minute to make sure that your vibration is thrown off while you're listening to their pain. Let somebody be chill, laid back, and give you the truth. Oh, that's boring. That goes to show. Short attention span means immaturity. People that need constant stimulation nine times out of ten are, are not necessarily caught up mentally. They're slow. They're delayed. Constant stimulation is something a child needs. You know what I'm saying? Like That's what children do. So take that how you want to take it. If you're constantly in seek of stimulation and validation, I can't be your father if, I'm trying to, if you want me to be your man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm going to thank everybody for listening. 
Uh, you can catch this podcast. I forgot what number. I'll I try. I'll um, <laughs> I'll figure out what number is when I renumber it. So I might edit this last part to make it seem like I know how many of these I did. But I might keep this in because I like being authentic. Um, but I thank you for listening. You can catch this podcast. Something for the people. All one word. Like music soul child used to do. If you remember that early two thousands neo soul type of thing. Uh, you can catch it on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and hopefully uh, I can get on uh, Google Podcasts and uh, iHeartRadio soon so uh, as always uh, thank you for listening and uh, be good and please drink your water peace